For someone who travels weekly, hotels, they get boring pretty quick. They're lonely, crowded, you know, just, I want to find something more fun. So on tour, we started seeing a lot in Airbnbs. Uh, you know, I did my special taping in Phoenix uh, in 2021, and we had a Airbnb then, and it was just so much fun. I mean, it's honestly a lot cheaper, too, is what's crazy. Um uh, just so much more space. They have full homes. I mean, it's, you can, you know, easy to cook stuff, easy to, you just feel like you're at home. Uh, did you know you could also be my next Airbnb host? And uh, I mean, in fact, my tour manager, Travis, recently started hosting his place on Airbnb. Uh, he says it's a great way to make extra money while we are on the road this summer, uh, since his home would be just sitting empty. It's a great idea to host while you're away if you have some upcoming travel plans this summer. Uh, your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello, folks. Welcome to the Nate Land Podcast. Uh... Here's a little word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. When you want to be a better problem solver, therapy can get you there. Visit betterhelp.com slash Nate today to get 10% off your first month. That is betterhelp.com slash Nate. Right now, get up to 55% off your subscription when you go to babble.com slash Nate. That's babble.com slash Nate for up to 55% off your subscription babble language for life and life is busy and your well-being is important athletic greens is giving you a free one-year supply of immune supporting vitamin d and five free travel packs with your first purchase visit athleticgreens.com slash nate for a free one-year supply of vitamin d and five free travel packs with your first purchase that's athleticgreens.com slash nate all right a lot of busy lives out here And Factor is the perfect mealtime solution for the -the on-the-go lifestyle. Their fresh, never-frozen meals are delivered ready to heat and eat in two minutes, or cold even faster. So I can fuel up fast and get on with my day. Head to go.factor75.com slash Nate130 and use code Nate130 to get $130 off across six boxes. That's code Nate130 at go.factor75.com slash Nate130 for $130 off. Also, Helix, Helix Sleep. Helix is offering up to $200 off all matched orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash Nate with Helix. Better sleep starts now. Hello, folks, and hey, Bear. Welcome to the Nate Land Podcast. I'm sitting here with uh, Brian Bates. Dusty Slay and what Aaron thinks he looks like. All right. <laughs> All right. All right. Now we're cooking. Uh, we are uh, lucky enough. I know you, we, we talked about you a lot on this podcast. Uh, with Greg Garcia uh, created Sprung, gave Bates uh, his what I would call ego. Mm. Yeah. Because he's kind of a diva now. He's mm-hmm. a lot. Ask for a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Since that time, it has really blown up. Yeah. Yeah. He goes, I'm an actor. I yep. don't have to do this stuff. Uh, we have to type out all the stuff he says. 
because he only <laughs> reads scripts. So everything you hear is. Well, my attorney has to look it over. Yeah. 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 That. Uh, uh, so, uh, Greg, creator of uh, the awesome new show Sprung on free, on Amazon Freebie. Uh, I've watched the whole thing. And the nicest guy in hell. And the nicest guy in hell. Yeah, which yeah. is I've <laughs> added to my bio after you gave that description yeah. of me. Yeah. Well, you got solid... uh, some people push back on that. They defended you. Oh, really? Yeah. They... Oh, I took it as a compliment. Well, they uh, they did not. And oh. we have a lot of Christians, and they were worried about your soul. And, oh, okay. Um, they just wanted you to know that you can't earn your way to heaven, so... You know, no matter how good or how bad you are, that's not how it works. But so, at the same, I look at it like somebody's got to keep people in line down there. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, some, if 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 not me, then who? You know, mm-hmm. to maybe I can turn it around. Well, yeah, there needs to be a corner that is also some nice people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like that. So if you do go, find Greg. Yeah, yeah. he's down that's there. Me up. That's what we're saying. If you go, yeah. look him up. Yeah, Greg's going. <laughs> <laughs> so if you, I'm saying, if you're there. You might not think you're going to be there. Mm. Let's just say, hope you don't see Greg. Yeah. But if you have to, <laughs> then I would go hang out with Greg. Yeah. Yeah. Look me up. Look him up. Uh, Aaron Weber, uh, I don't know for sure, it was arrested last night. Is that? He's still very upset about the Notre Dame loss. Yeah. And he got out of hand and just yeah. punched a guy. Wow. Yeah. Several is what wow. I heard. Yeah. He had Several. to be restrained. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Coming from a big guy like that, uh, that's tough. Uh, so he's done. <laughs> yep. And we have Greg now. Yeah, I brought gifts because oh, I was really? raised. I was raised right. So if you don't you mind, were raised right. I was yeah. raised right, and uh, I'm wearing my mellow yellow hat I because know. I feel I feel like this podcast is the mellow yellow of podcasts <laughs> yeah, in a way, I and mean, I say that lovingly. Yeah, lovingly. Well, I'm a big Kyle Petty fan. So okay. He drove the mellow yellow car. Well, that's interesting you say that because I, I wanted to get some gifts for people and uh and I but I didn't want to buy anything new. So I went on eBay yeah. and I looked around. And so let me Well, let's start. Let's start there with you. There's oh. a little Kyle Petty. Well, amazing. Uh, I mean, yeah. That was yeah. not planned. Not planned. Not planned. <laughs> amazing. I got Nothing a little what mellow. If, uh, Dusty already has this though. He can sell <laughs> it or he can okay. trade it. Okay. Oh, okay. this is going yeah. on the wall. Yeah. We got a Jeep. I got a charger for uh, Aaron, but we'll give that to him. Ooh. Dang. Nothing mellow okay, about it. Get him through the thing. I have that one for you. Ooh, the American right. Uh... Oh, this is. Oh, wow. Oh, if you're listening man. at home. So you listen at home. Bored. Uh, Kyle Petty. Uh, we have everything. So I did have Kyle that Petty truck cars. as a kid. Yeah, this truck is awesome. It doesn't get much better than. And this then, place. lastly, real quick, I also got some hats there. I tried to fit personalities. Okay, we yeah. got a mellow yellow, a little camo mellow yellow hat. We got a kind yeah. of a people, more of a vintage. People say I need to wear a hat on here, so in case you uh, want to go hunting, go. but also still represent NASCAR. This one was a find. This is a golf. Wow. <laughs> this is a golf mellow yellow hat. Yeah. But the problem is, if you put it on, a bunch of stuff falls out of it. It's pretty old. Yeah, this is... Well, now you can be Rodney uh, Dangerfield. This episode is going to be about lice. Yeah, be <laughs> careful with that. Be yeah. careful. That's going to put stuff on your head. And then I just got two more things oh, real yeah. quick. A little mellow yellow. I didn't want Laura to be left out, so I got her. I'm with Stupid. I got her. Oh, yeah. I'm with Stupid. Got nice with stupid shirt. And, and lastly, I didn't know what Harper was into. Yeah. And but then I thought you travel a lot. I used to work a lot. You're not home as much as you'd yeah. like to be. So I'm looking on eBay. I'm like, what can I get Harper that will help her out around the house? 
And so I got this for when she's in, you're in town. I got her a Nate Bargetsy meet and greet <laughs> <laughs> that she can wear around the house. And then, you know, you give yeah. her a minute or two. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Take a I'll, selfie. Keep the line moving. Keep but, the line moving. Yeah. I would like her to stand around the wall. <laughs> and that was $9.99 on eBay. Wow. That's right there. Dude. So, yeah. All right. That's so, anyway, crazy. that's that's that. I just wanted just to. Just can't get rid of those things. Yeah. Put it on eBay. What, it comes back to on eBay. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. This was on sale yeah. for you. I eBay? knew it was on eBay because you guys once yeah. talked about that oh, on the yeah. podcast. Yeah, yeah. So I, I stumbled across it and I thought that that would be a great gift for her. <laughs> I think Laura listed that on eBay. Yeah. Right? <laughs> she did. Yeah. <laughs> That's all right. This is great. Well, there you go. I look forward to meeting my daughter. Uh, <laughs> and I love all this stuff. Greg sent me a baby nice gift. Yellow. Uh, a baby burrito. I did, yeah. Yeah, I found for, that. For breakfast. That uh, probably also had dangerous stuff in it. There's going to be so much stuff in your hair now. It's, it's, I tried to warn you. Yeah. Yeah, that, it, have you wrapped the baby in that? Is that safe? I don't know. Okay, yeah. Because I, mean, I don't know where that was made was either. Safe. Yeah. <laughs> this is uh, very, very nice. Mellow Yellow. I'm a big Mellow Yellow fan. I'm very excited about this car. Yeah. I do yeah. want to open it and drive it around, but it's well, it's a collector's item. You now. can I open think, it up. Uh, I think yeah. that's fine. I think Kyle Petty almost won a race or two. Okay. It's, I mean, I was a fan. I have yeah. some school pictures in a Mellow Yellow shirt. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Mellow Yellow is very big. You know, it's big where you were at. Oh, yeah. I used to uh, drink it a lot. Yeah. Was that like Christmas presents? Did y'all get like a 12-pack? Well, I wish that's as rare as we drank it. But, I mean, you know, when you live in a trailer, you don't – it's not – a lot of times it's not because you don't have money. It's because you don't know how to spend it. Yeah. <laughs> That's, you know, yeah. So it's like we had some money, but we were, you know, buying a candy bar and a mellow yellow every day. Yeah. And then, you know, paying for cavities. Yeah. When I went to visit my friend that lived in a trailer park, which I loved, I loved going over there. It was more fun than my neighborhood. And it'd be like at 11 o'clock yeah. on a Tuesday. And you the grew place up was alive. Very wealthy. <laughs> yeah. So very, very, yeah. very right. wealthy. Yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, I was always struck by like every trailer had a much nicer TV than we had. It was yeah. like you know the there there was money there. It yeah. was just it was just what it was being spent on. Well, my, it is true they spend it in like that's the idea of where they have all these cars and you know like and all this stuff and you think well why do they have, it's like they just that's what they would rather have. Yeah, my best friend growing up had a two story brick house. He had about five Nintendo games. I had about thirty. <laughs> His mom drove a minivan. My mom drove a Thunderbird. Yeah, you know what I mean. So yeah, what just, is, Pick your poison. Right. Yeah. yeah. You just didn't yeah, I mean, waste the money yeah. on a dwelling. Who needs a good home? Yeah. He didn't, <laughs> you know, uh, <laughs> you know, he didn't feel the wind as much through his house. <laughs> right. But right. It's, you know, there's it's a give <laughs> yeah, and take. Right. You know yeah, what right. I mean? Yeah. Like, is it breezy? Is it chilly? Is I, it- I went to his house during tornadoes, but I was able to bring video games. Yeah, all of them. Yeah, and you go over there. We got there quick in a Thunderbird. (laughs) Exactly. You you skinned your knees on uh, that little patch of astroturf in front of your place, and he had grass. (laughs) Yes, but but it's give and take. It's give and take. Yeah. Dusty looks like every Greg Garcia character wrapped in one. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. 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 Well, I've been inspired. (laughs) If uh, you're 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 so uh, the people that don't know Greg Garcia, you've created a a bunch of shows and. Giant. My name is Earl. Raising hope. Uh, you got sprung out now. Uh, guest book and uh, yes, dear. Yeah, right? yeah. All of them and all awesome shows. And I, I've watched all of them. Uh, but with my name is Earl. If if you started it now, 
would he be would be like Dusty? Would he be in the show? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. This is what you. Would I be can't believe we for. haven't worked with each other yet. Yeah. To be honest with you, I'm pushing for a reboot. Yeah, I think that would be a <laughs> yeah. good idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, no, I'm all about that. Hundred five o'clock somewhere. Yeah. yeah. Yes, it is. Yeah, we could get we could get that going. Yeah, because you could see like with all yeah with all your shows, you're like I mean this is your you've been looking for this man for a while. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I feel finally like I finally, I finally found him. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we could update it, though. We could update it, and he could be, like, transitioning. We'll call it My Name Was Earl. My Name Was Earl. Yeah. Oh, you yeah. know, just to, like to, to be in the in the more modern times, yeah. you know? To give it a chance. Yeah. 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 Give it a chance to get picked up. Yeah, exactly. And you got to do those things You got to do it, yeah. My Name Was Earl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and Dusty can go either way. Yeah, that's true. You know, um, there's Dusty. You're uh, talking about... You in third person? Uh, <laughs> no, no, the name. Oh, okay. The name. The name. Oh, all right. Just in case we use his real name. Yeah. 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 yeah well, the show's called My Name is Earl. You're like, wow, who's it about? It's a guy named Dusty. <laughs> yeah. You're like, well, why would we do that? You know, I think your name would be Earl. Okay. But we said was. Yeah. Meaning oh, that so maybe it's not. Oh, now it's Earlene. Yeah. Something like that. Okay. I think it's confusing. Yeah. It, it definitely yeah. is. I go, this we might have to shut this down. I don't know if it's going to work. I've never seen someone go from possibly having a show to not a show that quick. I lose them quick. Yeah, it was, <laughs> it was, it was a, a good fun ride. It was a fun ride. The yeah. idea is that I let my manager do all the talking. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I can lose them quick. Yeah, you're you're literally sitting with a guy that can create the show. Yeah. And you're already, and he's like, it's a lot. Dusty I'll talk seems, him out of it. Dusty seems like a lot. He was a little difficult. Sure, it, was, it got difficult. Show me the contract. I'm like, you sure you want to pay this much? Yeah. Come Greg, on. Come on. I grew up in a trial. I'll do it for free. <laughs> yeah. Just, just four Nintendo games. Four yeah. Nintendo games. And yeah. I'm, I'm on board. And then he's on board. Uh, so we're excited that you came down. Uh, Aaron, Aaron is in Naples uh, uh, this week. I think, you uh, know, when uh, this comes uh, out, is he still there off the hook? He's I don't there, know if he's still there. I think Tuesday, Wednesday. So. Okay. Go see him tonight. If you're there, go see Aaron tonight. Uh, he's there. So Greg was, uh, and we were excited to have Greg come down because Greg, you, you started this off with, you know, sprung. You got Aaron and uh, Bates, or yeah, I mean, they're in it. They came in. They were great. They yeah. were great. You know, I had to. I always planned to to cast them, but I had to put them on tape just to show the the Amazon people to make sure that they, you know, it was all good to go. But they did great in their auditions and. Uh, and they were going to get the parts anyway, but uh, but yeah, and they came in. We had a good time. That was our first first couple of days of shooting when we were at the prison. Well, Aaron had the very first scene. Oh, that's right. Yeah, first scene we shot was Aaron. Yeah, so we got there Sunday night and Monday morning early. I hadn't even gotten up yet. He was already done and back to the hotel. And he said that you did the whole announcement, like, "Hey guys, welcome to the set." You know, the kind of the rah rah rah. That's and right. Let's yeah. go. And he. He had the very first scene. It was day one of sixty-one days of shooting. It got, wow. uh, yeah, it was it was a long shoot, but uh, that was fun. And then we, I put uh, on that first day uh, on the call sheet because you had to come in there. Brian had to come in there for for something the first day, I think, for just wardrobe or wardrobe. something. So it just it didn't say his name. It said breakfast <laughs> as the actor's name. And then I even had on his trailer uh, on in tape they put the pe- person's character name on there. So I put breakfast. And uh, but then I took it down the next day because I was worried that when he was in there changing, people would be coming in looking for a burrito. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so I took it down. I took it down. But just yeah. a lot of Brian covering up. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> and he's so nice. He probably go yeah. start to get some breakfast items. And why well, have granola bars? Yeah, yeah. I'll just that. give it to him. I was so 
nervous on set, even though I had one little line. I know that sounds stupid, but I was so nervous. And I get there, and it's it's a lot. It's intimidating. And I had my own trailer, but I was in there, and I'm like, oh, my gosh. And there's a knock on the door, and I'm like, come in. Greg walks in. I never met Greg in person. He takes the time, introduces himself. We talk a little bit, and it really made a world of difference just to kind of put me at ease. To, oh, good, to, good. You're the first person I met, and it was the director of the whole show. All right, well, we yeah. So nice. Creator of the creator yeah sorry yeah. putting them down he goes i'm sorry and you were lucky to have a part on this show, right? <laughs> <laughs> no it was fun and aaron did and aaron got up there right away and he did well you did well and now uh, by, by day two i was a diva I yeah, was like, yeah i was relaxed and i was like what's taking so long i'm in my trailer like come on guys and day two we shot that scene where aaron was just supposed to stand there with a gun and uh and he couldn't stop laughing mm-hmm. from the uh, from what was going on in the scene. So I had to keep going in there and going, come on, keep it together, man. Yeah. Keep it yeah. together. Yeah. <laughs> but it was fun. It's like a, a good, that's probably like a good sign because you know it's funny, but then it can get frustrated. Like oh, gets, it wasn't frustrating. Not oh, frustrating, no, it's a good but sign. It's, it's, a, good it's a good sign. sign, but you could be like, is there a point where you're like, all right, dude, we got to. If it was day 59, yeah. I think maybe, but it was day <laughs> yeah. two. So I was yeah. still uh, fresh, fresh and yeah, in yeah. a good mood and yeah. And, and, yeah. And plus, it was fun having those, you know, you guys there and everything. So. Yeah, everyone was so nice. Josh Wolf was there. Yeah, Josh was there because he shot a scene later, but we threw him in that one scene with you guys. So he was just sitting in a chair. Yep. yep. Did uh, does that happen? Like when you're filming something like a TV show, if people are laughing that hard or they can't, you know, is there? T- what do you got to do? Do you have to just like, be like let's go to a different scene, or is it like you got to get it together? Nah, ultimately you get it together. Yeah. I mean, there'll be stuff that actors will just start cracking up for sure. It seems to happen more in front of an audience when you're doing four camera yeah. shows because it's infectious and the audience is there. And, and you know, I think with single camera, it's more of an intimate experience. So you will definitely have people laughing. But usually what holds you up more is just people, somebody just has a long speech and they just can't get through it. Yeah. You know, because you have so much to shoot during the day. It's not their fault. It's just hard to do. And you'll sit there and you'll be on like take 12, 13. And then, then it's just like, all right, let's just take a moment you know let's just let's cut for a little bit yeah. and then you'll get there and i've had i've had some instances where some guest actors like just broke down like broke down and just couldn't get through it and then i'd really have to like stop and like go broke down them. laughing or crying no like not crying <laughs> but just like just got way too in their heads and just couldn't get through the scene and they just like we're flipping out, like having an anxiety attack. Yeah. And at that point, then I'm just like, all right, cut. Let's just, yeah, let's take a break, you know, whatever. And I'll just go talk to him. I'll go, hey, man, this is this is fine. You know, yeah. you're, you're all right. Yeah, Everything's you can't, fine. You can't have mental breaks. Like, I, I've, I've tried that with, like, memorizing. Like, if I'm trying to rehearse for, like, The Tonight Show or something, and I know the material, but I'm like, I want to really nail it. So I'll do it over and over again. Yeah. And you say it so much that I'm like... I don't even remember the joke now. Yeah, and where you're just reciting the words. You're yes. not like in the moment. So sometimes I'll say, if that's happening to somebody, I'll just be like, look, here's what is what you're trying to say is this. This is what's happening in the scene. Don't think about hitting every single word. You know, just just get it all out. You know, get the feeling out there. You know what you're trying to say to this person. So don't stumble in the middle of it. Just, just you know, and more often than not, even that pressure off, they'll just do it perfectly. Yeah. You know, or they'll, Mix up a couple words and that's fine because you're like, all right, that's that's that'll work. No, yeah, we're just trying to get. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, for me, a lot of times what I write, I am kind of the word police of like, no, I spend a lot of time and the writer spend a lot of time putting it. You know, I want to get it like this. But if you're on take 15, at a certain point, you might be like, all right, that yeah. that that got us to where we need to go. Let's it's just move on. Easier 
to go buy a parrot for the show than not. <laughs> like they say, <laughs> I think something that crazy. Yeah, that they just you're like it was a dog you're supposed to be talking about, and they said parrot. Just you tell go, props to get a parrot. Please. You know what? We need a parrot. a parrot. We need a parrot tomorrow. We need to reshoot everything we did yesterday. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but that's just what's gonna happen. That's what's gonna happen. Yeah. We're we're a parrot people now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's it. Yeah. I had my scene memorized, and we did it over and over. And then you said, "Okay, now try it and say this instead." Yeah, and that right, whoa! But that's the one you end up using. <laughs> yeah, it is one of the ones because always what what I'll do is because because a lot of times I work with writers and and they'll have like I'll say like oh this joke here maybe we can beat this you know and so they'll have like six or seven jokes that they'll email me and I'll be like all right well four of these are real funny so I'll just keep them in my back pocket and then I'll come in there and go all right let's try some other stuff we have, we have time to do it and yeah that that was one of those and we we did use one of the alternate ones didn't we yeah yeah. And sometimes those are more fresh anyway coming out of your mouth because you haven't thought about it too much, you haven't rehearsed it in your head a certain way, and it just comes out more natural. Sometimes. Just like a joke. Sometimes the first time you tell a joke is when it's the best because it's more natural. Oh, yeah. There, that, like with our show, the pilot I shot, Greg was there. Greg helped us do – he rewrote it uh, the day <laughs> he came in. That's when I met Greg. Greg was – uh, I, I, like, I mean, obviously I knew who you were, but I didn't like really put it – Danielle was like uh, – our showrunners, Danielle's the best. Yeah. And uh, she was, and she's like, oh, my friend Greg's coming. So, but she, I don't get introduced as like, this is this guy, and he did this or something. And then he's just sitting there like this. And, uh, you know, very like, you would have no idea. Uh, you know, you took an UberX over to my house today. <laughs> he goes, what is the one thing that I'm kind of getting off the top of? It, you took back, didn't you take back some furniture or something one time? Oh, some, uh, oh, it was during, during when we were doing your pilot, there were some cushions I bought for some outdoor furniture <laughs> and my wife didn't like them when they got there. And, and I called to say, can you, um, can I return these? And they're like, no, you can't return them. And I was like, man, really? I mean, what am I going to do? And then I saw their address was in Azusa which was like an hour and a half from L.A. And I was like, what if I bring them to you? And they're like, yeah, you can, if you want to bring them here, we'll give you the money back. And I was like, all right. So, yeah, I drove an hour and a half to Azusa. It was like $65. I'm into it. I'm, I'm into there it. Like I like two, that. There were like two cushions. They were like $65. Now with gas, it might have been a push. But I but, think at yeah. the time, I still I still probably came like 20 bucks ahead. Yeah. And I had a nice drive to Azusa. Yeah. 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 And I got to see where they make the cushions. Not everybody yeah. gets to see where they make the cushions. Yeah. So that was exciting. I mean, a lot of people don't walk in those doors. <laughs> <laughs> except yeah. you like, yeah and they're like well sir this is a fact we're not like a store <laughs> this is a factory you're like well, i'll be right over <laughs> i think that came out of a discussion you and i were having just about like maybe about like just writing and life and and how like you gotta just i mean if if, if you start like being a success in your field and stuff it's easy to get complacent yeah and not drive to azusa and you're going to get the stories from driving to Azusa. You are. I it's, mean, I didn't really get a story that I could use other than saying it right here, but still. You're it's saying using it right it. here. It's being used. You're using it. It's being used. <laughs> it's being used. And yeah. it's, you're really looking for anything to be used, anything to talk about, because not all of it's going to be in a show or stand-up or whatever, but it could be in an interview, and you could be really funny in this, and you could do, and someone's like said that, like, oh, that was so funny you said You're like, ah, yeah, I just had that happen. That's a big part of it. Yeah, you got to continue to say yes to things, experiences, and then also get outside your comfort zone and just do things just for the heck of it, you know? Yeah, go get. Go. Yeah. I mean, I just had a, some luggage break. The wheel broke off that I just bought. So I took the wheel off and I took it into the store and I go, hey, I'd just like to get a replacement for this. And they're like, you got to bring the whole bag in. You can't just bring the wheel. I'm like, well, 
it seems like so much easier to just bring the wheel. Yeah. And then my wife was like, probably no one's taken the wheel off the luggage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that's, so, I'm taking the cushions back. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. That's what yeah, I yeah. do. And sometimes yeah. those stories don't work. Right. That's, <laughs> and that's, you know, and then you, but it doesn't, you, you're trying. You, you yes, know? exactly. The fact that you, you try got it. The experience. And I, you know, to be, this won't be the last time I tell that story. Yeah. No. <laughs> I'll bomb that on many occasions. Well, you're workshopping. You're yeah. workshopping. Yeah. Before so you know I it, back. I own the store. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I went back and I took the luggage and they go, sir, where's the wheel? <laughs> and I go, well, why do I even need to bring the wheel? The wheel doesn't work. Right. I'll keep doing it. You yeah. Know, till there's never not really even a store. It it's a flea market. You know, yeah. you never know. Yeah. The first story you told me about Greg, you told me about him and he came on the set and how he, he punched up, made it so much better. But you said he told a story, you a story about, I think I got this right, about you knew some professional athlete, you were talking about players, and then your wife said. Oh, that was uh, the, that was the Mel Brooks thing. Yes. Yeah, the Mel Brooks thing. So, so uh, I got invited to a Mel Brooks um, tribute. For AFI, okay. it was this big thing. All these celebrities were going to get on stage, and Steve Martin, uh, and Martin Short, and 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 Morgan Freeman, and all this stuff. And and I got invited to sit at a table with the guy that ran CBS at the time, Les Moonves. And I went home to my wife and I said, "Hey, um, we got to go to this thing." And she's like, "I don't want to go to that thing." And I was <laughs> like, "Come on, we got to go. It's the boss. We got to go." And it's his wife, Julie Chin from Big Brother. And she's like, "I don't know what that is." And I said, "Well, it's this thing, and we got to go." And she said, I don't want to go. And finally, I convinced her to go. I said, do you even know who Mel Brooks is? And she said, no. No, she goes, I know who yeah. Mel Brooks is. I know who Mel Brooks is. It's the voice of Nemo's father. I said, no, that's Albert Brooks. Mm-hmm. You don't know who Mel Brooks is. And I started to kind of give her some grief. Like, mm-hmm. come on, Mel Brooks is a comedy hero. You should know who he is and everything. And she said, oh, do you know who Pam Quizon is? <laughs> and I said, no, I don't know who Pam Quizon is. She goes, you don't know who Pam Quizon is? I said, no. She said, that's your son's first grade teacher. <laughs> I said, all right. Touche. <laughs> Touche. Yeah. All right. Fair yeah. enough. Who's this Pam? <laughs> I go, I don't know. Your best friend? Like, yeah. I think I saw her in a couple Some things. Some celebrity yeah. chef? Yeah, I don't you know. Go. Whoever yeah, you yeah. look up to? Housewife? Is she a housewife? I don't know. <laughs> You're Googling Pam Quizon. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing's coming up. Yeah. Uh, that's a great story. But so, yeah, I love it. And then... Uh, so anyway, yeah, and before you like, it's the funny thing is, is like you say that like, oh, I came, I helped out on the pilot, I rewrote it, I punched it up, all this stuff. It didn't get on, <laughs> so yeah. maybe if I never showed up, no, it was fine the way I it blame was. You. I'm yeah, sold. I know. Yeah, hundred yeah, percent. Yeah. Uh, I tell Danielle every day. I text yeah. her every day and go, Why, Why did you bring Greg in? Uh, <laughs> he ruined it. I go, Yeah. No, but it was like it, it was fun to like see it because it was like that was like that moment where y'all you would you're sitting that camera and as we're shooting it and then you're coming up and you're like hey what if you try this say this because it was like y'all when y'all would all say that like you're like almost like the jokes you're like it doesn't really matter about the jokes the jokes are going to be there we're gonna and then you're gonna be changing them as it's happening you got to get the bones of the story yeah right and then also with a live audience it's actually it's, it's even more fun to have those alternate things because you have to shoot the whole scene again anyway and as long as you know you got the joke great the first take you don't need to do it again mm-hmm. now you can throw in pepper in some new jokes just to keep it fresh for the audience because you want to keep them entertained they're gonna have to sit there all night and everything and see things done over and over so you'll get a bonus laugh just because it's new because all of comedy is just you know unexpected right yeah so um so that's even more fun when you have an audience to do that do you like uh multi-cam or single cam more or? single cam yeah yeah, I mean, I've done both, and and they both have their pros and cons. But um, yeah, and multi cam, I don't, 
I so I mean I don't I I wouldn't have known this, but you know multicam was yes deer was multicam right? yes deer was multicam uh, I did one called the Millers with Will Arnett uh, that yeah. was the last one I did that yeah. was multicam oh I saw that yeah. yeah that was fun yeah that was a fun one yeah. it, was, it it lasted a season and a half um it kind of ran out of steam but it was Sean Hayes and J B Smooth and Margot Martindale it was a great cast it was a really yeah. good cast um yeah and I started on multicams with Family Matters and, yeah. And that kind of stuff. Yeah, multicam's live audience, single cam's, you know, the single cam's the office, multicam's. Yeah, multicam looks like a play that that we just shot with all four cameras at the same time, and single camera looks like a movie. You worked at, what'd you do at Family Matters? I was, that was one of my first jobs. Oh, really? Yeah, I was just a a, a baby writer, you know, staff writer. Oh, uh, wow. Yeah, that was one of my, I worked there for two years. I got there towards the end when, uh, like, Urkel was going in, like, transformation chambers and turning into, like... <laughs> Stefan. Stefan or oh, Myrtle yeah. Urkel or whatever. Yeah. And I was friend. I had been a PA on a show called Step by Step with Suzanne Summers yeah. and Patrick oh, yeah. Duffy. Oh, man, I love that show. Yeah, so I loved it, too. And then all of a yeah. sudden, I'm in L.A., and I'm, like, getting lunch for the writers and stuff. It was crazy. I couldn't believe it. And uh, my, I had a little cubicle, and we kind of shared offices with Family Matters. And, and Jaleel White, who played Urkel, he was... Um, Kind of somewhat close to my age, younger, but at least, you know, I was I was like 22 or something, and he was like 17 or something. And he started to come up and have lunch with me in my cubicle every day, and we were just like hanging out. And I'm like, this is crazy. I'm like yeah. eating lunch with Urkel every day. And so then when I got a job writing on that show, he was he, he was the first person in my new office sitting there waiting for me to congratulate me. It was very cool. Oh, that's awesome. It was very cool. I Yeah, big Family Matters fan. Yeah, uh, he was a perfect age for it. Oh yeah, TJ. Yeah, he was a little bit older. And they, uh, uh, but it was <laughs> like TGIF, like that whole thing. So like, was TV back then like in Hollywood? I mean, it was just like that was the biggest thing in the world, right? Yeah, and there was there was three <clears throat> networks, or then maybe Fox was just starting out and stuff, right? So people didn't have the choices they have today. So mm. when you had when you got a show on the air, that was. That was huge because there wasn't that much space either. You know, now, uh, you know, not that it's easy to get a show made, but still there's so many places that it can be. And even on Yes, Dear, we were on between King of Queens and Raymond. And uh, we would get ratings with a repeat that would be like the biggest thing on TV now easily on network tv you know i mean just because so many people you'd get like a repeat with like 13 14 million people watching the show you'd get up to like 20 million i mean these were like now those numbers would be ridiculous because there just weren't as many options and and there was no tivo and anything it was like you want to watch that show you sat down on a monday and you you watched that whole block it was an event and you weren't going to see it again unless they re- repeated it later. There was no other places. There, you know, there was nothing. Yeah, yeah you didn't go YouTube the show later. No. There was no. Yeah, that was it. No, that was I mean, it. TGIF was. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, and TGF was, was that was, was huge. Was that was the Friday night. You know, the, mostly you know families and kids that you know you didn't have to you didn't have to do homework because it was a Saturday the next day and and that was a killer block. I mean, and then Thursdays of course was must see TV block and um, that was, was it all on was. TGIF was that just that was ABC ABC yeah 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 that was ABC I mean that was a hot that, block that was Full House and Full House was on there yeah. yeah Full House and and we all kind of worked in the same area because of some of the executive producers were the same so it was Full House Family Matters 
um, Step by Step. And then there was a show. The first show I worked on was one called On Our Own, which only lasted one season. And that was a comedian named Ralph Harris. And he was supposedly the oldest brother of all the Smollett family, which have ultimately been uh, uh, in trouble with the law, that Jussie Smollett. Oh, really? Thing. But he was like 10 years old in this yeah. thing. Yeah. Oh, wow. And yet, so that Did you see that season, coming, even that young? I saw it coming. Yeah. Yeah, he kept, he kept, uh, <laughs> yeah. He kept making things up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Did and, you decide before or after I arrived that even though I'm an inmate locked up in prison, I still need a mask on my face. <laughs> no, that was before. Because I, 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 I was going to have you completely look like Hannibal Lecter. In, but uh, people pointed out to me that even Hannibal Lecter gets to take his mask off when he's locked up. You had me still. <laughs> I've pitched for Brian to wear it on the podcast. Oh, that would <laughs> yeah. be good. Yeah. And, it, and it's a different looking one, too. So I didn't go full Hannibal Lecter. I picked out the one that was like a little different. Well, like CPAP. The, I think that your character was. Uh, <laughs> I was right a, at home. I think he was a spitter. You know, he was a spitter. Yeah. So he, they had to do that to him all the time. That's the backstory yeah. i yeah. think that i had for him yeah yeah so it just worked out nice well he, he, they gave me this nice wrap jacket so sprung here and a little note here thanking me for being i, I kept this so i could sell it Keep being on the show and yeah set. that was very nice i love it yeah 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 we gave that to people i think it was one of my kids i gave it to one of my kids because i got a couple extra and he said uh oh perfect a raincoat without a hood yeah, <laughs> <laughs> for those days that you want to keep everything dry but your head. Yeah, <laughs> I said, all right, thanks. Yeah. So he was real appreciative. Yeah, so that yeah. was nice. That's always nice. That's nice. <laughs> uh, uh, I don't. I don't know. What I, was, I was. I thought I had something, but I forgot. Some of the T, think about that TGIF. Like, why don't you think they do that? Na- like now. I mean, they still have blocks of wheat, yeah. but it's just. It's just. There's so much stuff on that. I mean, I know personally, I don't watch any network TV, and I don't know why that is. I mean, maybe just because there's so many other choices out there and stuff. I watch Survivor and Amazing Race, but other than that, I don't seem to. Didn't you DVR and then fast forward? or I No, think- I don't even have uh, direct TV or cable or anything. I just watch it. Oh. Um, where do we watch it? We probably watch it on Paramount+. Plus. The, mm. Yeah, that's where we watch it. Yeah. Yeah, commercials are so hard for me. It's like I watch NFL Red Zone. And then you flip to an actual game, and you're like, "Oh man, so many!" Yeah, commercials. I don't think anybody expected you to ever say that. Yeah, me either. That red was, zone. Yeah, the fact just you saying, "I watch NFL Red Zone." <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> I, don't, I mean, I don't think there some is, people just drove off the road. Yeah, they go, "Wait, <laughs> what is happening?" Yeah, so Dusty's gone and Aaron's back. <laughs> they no one. It's a trait we've 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 you know melded together. Yeah, here. yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah, that came out of. You know, <laughs> I got the MLB package. Like, <laughs> what, Dusty? Well, to be fair, I did just add NFL Red Zone the other mm. day. All right, so you're new. I finally reached a place where the nine ninety five a month is okay. Oh, that's me. good. I can do it. I can do it now. Wow! wow. Thanks to this podcast, I'm able to do the extra yeah. nine ninety five. That's a why month. we're here. Yes. I didn't even think you liked NFL football. It yeah. just was so cheap he couldn't he couldn't <laughs> resist. I'll take it. <laughs> yeah. Why not? Well, football's really all I like. Okay. Sports wise. So once it's gone, I'll cancel cable altogether. <laughs> all right. <laughs> yeah, commercials are people have different relationship with co- commercials because like my kids that aren't used to watching commercials, I find them like sometimes enjoying the commercials, yeah. which is weird. And then I'll see that I watch some shows, like I'll watch Better Call Saul and I want to watch that when it's on. Mm-hmm. And I have to watch commercials, but it doesn't bother me too much. And this new show we're doing has commercials, not mm-hmm. a lot, but a couple. So it, I, it's always curious to see like who I didn't who mind will them stand them or who will not. Yeah. Sprung. 
Well, they do a thing on 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 that freebie where they very they're very conscious about doing less commercials than you normally see. And it's funny, you know, when we talk about network TV and streaming and everything, the new wave seems to be commercials are coming back. You know, whether it's Hulu with commercials that you pay less for or Netflix is going to start doing commercials mm-hmm. now. I did Are this, they? Yeah, Netflix is going to start introducing commercials, I think probably at a lower rate. And I did an interview for somebody and they said, hey, you know, with Freebie and all these things that with commercials, it feels like this might be the future. And I said to the guy, I was like, this is the past. Yeah. Like, we're just coming back to where we were before, except you have to pay for it. Yeah. Because they're real. uh, Yeah. Because they're realizing like everybody in theory doesn't want commercials, but you look at you like, but I also can't buy 50 different things it can't sustain itself yeah i mean when you think about it you used to have three channels they were free with an antenna you had a phone sitting on your wall that you paid what ten dollars a month for and everybody used that and that was it Mm -hmm. now everybody in the house needs a phone you got to pay for wi-fi you got to pay for all these streams i don't know how people do it and Mm -hmm. i think it's starting to break down where people are like we can't afford all this stuff yeah it's too much it's it's yeah you got and you got a dollar 99 everything seems like you can afford oh it it sounds cheap Everything Until sounds then, cheap. Yeah. Well, that's what there's. They're saying people with cable bills are like, uh, yeah, are like you know that now with the streamings, he was like cut the cord, and you're like, well, now you're spending the same amount of money. Yeah, yeah, you're spending well, all the money on the on. You need the internet. Dusty's got that funny joke about they're just taking all the streaming services and putting them together and calling it cable. Yeah, yeah. that's what I said. Eventually, all the streaming services will be sold as a package yeah. called cable. Yeah, we're all we're just going full circle, yeah. except we're paying more than we paid yeah. for before. Yeah, yeah. That's all that's happening. That is interesting. If they're going to go back to ads, like, you know, they're going to have to, I guess they're going to have to. I mean. Well, they have to sustain. And I think yeah. they spent way too much money. And that's the, like that that thing. I mean, I'm not just selling this freebie thing, but at least it's free. Like yes. it's ads and it's free. So it's like back to network TV. Whereas Hulu, you're watching more ads and you pay for it. It's yeah. like, well, let's make a decision here. Either I'm paying for no ads or I'm not paying, you know, I'm not paying if I'm seeing ads. It's yeah, that's confusing. the thing is when you pay for no ad, like I have no ads on YouTube and I, that's been my favorite thing ever. Uh, if you, cause you just can pay for it and skip it or you can do whatever. And, uh, but if you do uh, like the freebie like thing, you're like, oh, I don't mind it. Like, but then some of them, when you're paying for it and they still like sneak them in, like that was the thing that I just thought with Hulu was like, I was like, even if you did no ad, I was like, I felt like I still would see an ad. Uh, Direct TV did it with like maybe it is the red zone or something where they're you're like, well, you're showing me an ad, yeah, and then you because there's not a you want to go, I'm I don't want to see a single ad, but they have to take a break and they have to this stuff's going to happen, and they'll do product placement, which I don't mind product don't mind placement because I'm we're like, doing it with Mellow Yellow. Well, yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly, yeah. Well, I have a side deal. I need to talk to you about that, but um. I don't mind that because I feel like it just makes the show more real. I rather have, you know, I rather have them walk in with a McDonald's bag than a McDougal's bag because yes. you had to like, you know, Greek it up. They call it Greek it up, whatever, make it look like an, a non-company. And so like on on my show, we've got tons of products. We didn't get paid for any of them. We didn't make any deals. But um, but it's nice when you can do that if it's organic and then you can have less commercials. Yeah. You also have great music and 
that must be expensive because music is it, music is very expensive. Yeah, that's um, that's uh, something that uh, you just kind of have to bake into this to the to the budget. There, it's always been important to me music music because I feel like it really adds a lot to the show. And and sometimes I'll I'll have a song before I even have the scene. I'll just say I know I'm going to use this song in a scene, and and I'll do it that way. And I'll actually write the so- the scene in a way that. I listen to the song as I do it, so I know I can fit in the dialogue and whatever. Like Jane's Addiction, Pink like the Steve? Jane's Addiction thing, yeah. And then there's one uh, on this week's uh, finale. There's a there's a whole sequence of this song called Memphis Soul Stew, uh, Soul Stew, and that whole thing is just dictated by the song, you know. Um, but it's it's not cheap. It's not cheap, and it seems like it's good for the artist though because. Um, there's a lot of uh, you know with streaming and all that stuff they're not getting paid as much as they did but they still get paid very well for the for the songs we've used one of their songs in the show that's good yeah. we did yeah you you uh, was uh, you were the reason I did uh, family Drew Holcomb on my last special yeah and it was because and I and I've talked to you about this new special I'm taping like because it you're I don't know if I could ever go back to the only one I didn't have was the Tennessee Kid was like a, they make a song that kind of sounds like a I thought it was Some, the Lumineers. Yeah. 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 It's like they bet you go like, oh, I came out to Lumineers. Let's try something like that again. And then they get someone to write it, like kind of play a song that kind of sounds Lumineers. Because yeah. it doesn't matter, but it is. It's when you have a real song, it just is very different. It really adds just legitimacy mm. to it. You yeah. know, I've had scenes on like My Name is Earl where it's like once you like you throw in like a Rolling Stones song and it's just like, oh, this just kicked it up like. To yeah. a whole nother level. Yeah, you know, it really you got to pay for it, but but it, but it works. <laughs> it, it, yeah, it, it, it keeps. It. That's what I. That's what I like. Let's uh, speaking of we were talking about ads. Let's read some ads. All right, that kind of really worked out. You know, <laughs> this is all the stuff telling you that they shouldn't have ads. I'm like, all right, here we add up. Uh, <laughs> our ads are good though. Yeah, we love our Helix Sleep mattress. Uh, as we always say, unbelievable to unbox, delivered free. Very comfortable. Uh, a young Greg Garcia will be on it tonight. I can't wait. Yeah, I've been looking forward to it. Yeah, yeah. This is. Yeah, yeah. you've heard about it. You're like, <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. I've been for weeks, for months, yeah. a year. I've been listening to yeah. this ad. Just going like, Just what is waiting? This? Wait till we get on it. Yeah. Uh, we have the Helix. We. We. <laughs> <laughs> I go, Greg. I don't know if it's uh, pretty rough between me and Laura right now in the house. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if you could feel the tone when you walked in. <laughs> I sensed it. Yeah, because he's here again. I go, he's never been here. Doesn't matter. Uh, Helix Sleep. Take the Helix Sleep quiz. Personalized mattress is shipped straight to your door, free of charge. A hundred night risk free trial. Helix has been awarded the number one mattress picked by GQ and Wired Magazine. Helix is offering up to $200 off all mattress orders and two free pillows. For our listeners, go to helixsleep.com slash Nate with Helix. Better sleep starts now. Also, uh, BetterHelp, betterhelp.com slash Nate. Sometimes we get stuck focusing on problems instead of solutions. I like You do do that. I like that. You do. You get worried. You get too worked up about the imaginary scenario, and you're not actually just like get it solved. Uh, it can be tough to train your brain to stay in problem-solving mode when faced with a challenge in life. Uh, a th- this is a way you can get a therapist can help you become a better problem solver, making it easier to accomplish your goals, no matter how big or small. They can help you talk through things you may not want to share with your family or friends. 
we are all talkers and we know the benefits of getting things out. It's a, it, it really does. It really helps you and it help it, it'll help you be if you feel like you're feel crazy sometimes. This help, this is a great way to do it. You can be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours and switch therapist anytime. Uh when you want to be a better problem solver, therapy can get you there. Visit betterhelp.com slash Nate today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash Nate. If you're like me and there's a foreign language that you regret not learning in school, it's never too late to start with Babbel. I took Latin in high school. Um, that's not offered, but uh, you know, a lot of people... It's like, why'd you take Latin? It's a dead language. But when I was in high school, it was pretty active. So, you know, <laughs> it was, it was kind of in style then. Yeah. But now nobody's speaking Latin, so it really doesn't do me any good. But Babbel is the language learning app that sold more than 10 million subscriptions. Thanks to Babbel's addictively fun and easy bite-sized language lessons, you can finally cross learning that new language off your list. Greg, you speaking foreign languages? I don't. I took Spanish in high school, and then they thought with the name Garcia that I, it was going to be a <laughs> slam dunk for me, but it was it was not, and I don't remember much of it. I know how to say, like, donde esta la fiesta esta noche? Okay. Where's wow. the party tonight? That sounds very good. Yeah. But where's the party tonight? Where's the party tonight? Yeah. I know that one. Well, with Babbel, you only need 10 <laughs> minutes to complete a lesson, so you can mm-hmm. start having real-life conversations in a new language in as little as three weeks you can choose from 14 different languages, including Spanish, French, Italian, German. Plus, with Babbel's speech recognition technology, it'll help you improve your pronunciation and accent. Right now, get up to 55% off your subscription when you go to babbel.com slash Nate. That's babbel.com slash Nate for up to 55% off your subscription. Babbel, language for life. <laughs> I was trying to do it on the Aaron Land camera. Uh, and Athletic Greens. Uh, for now, for a one-year free supply of immune-supporting vitamin D, our next partner is products that we started using every day. Athletic Greens uh, is healthy eating. We're all looking for simple ways to try to be more healthy, and it's a great way to start your morning. The taste is great, and it's easy to make and drink quickly. I had one this morning. Just one scoop of powder with water, shake, and drink. The travel packs are great for when any of us are on the road. You can easily pour it into a bottle of water. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and help your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially heading into flu and cold season. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is giving you up to a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash nate. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash Nate to take ownership over your health and pick up your ultimate daily nutritional insurance. All right. I love Athletic Greens, but you know what? I also love Factor. That's why I like Factor because it comes ready to go, right? It's mm-hmm. just in a little, uh, you know, in a little package and then it sits in the fridge. It's not frozen. My wife can heat it in the microwave if she wants and maybe she does that when I'm not around. Mm-hmm. But I like the oven and you could put this also in the oven in about two minutes, or you could eat it cold, you know, just right away, uh, which is my favorite joke about the whole thing, but you can do that. <laughs> but it's also great because my my daughter's there, my wife has to make food for my daughter, but with this, she can just pop it open, they can share one meal and uh, be done, and it's amazing. And Factor now offers 30 plus meals per week, 
and 33-plus add-on options like smoothies, juices, and snacks. And my wife loved the smoothies. I had one. I was like, this is great. I thought she would never drink them. I came home. I was like, hey, where's those smoothies? She's like, I drank them all. Mm-hmm. She loved them. So when things get extra busy, uh, Factor is flexible. You can change your order up to every week with plans from four to 18 meals per week or pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. Factor equals free time. Head to go.factor75.com slash Nate130 and use code Nate130 to get $130 off across six boxes. So instead of spending hours after you get home running around the store and the kitchen, they'll deliver ready-made meals right to your door, getting rid of all that meal planning, prep, and cleanup time, and it's cheaper than takeout. That's code Nate130 at go.factor75.com slash Nate130 for $130 off. Mm. It's a hot deal. Wow. I do. I had one read I needed to do. Uh, mellow Yellow, we're still out here. <laughs> we're still out here. Yeah. Nothing still mellow about it. it. We're still doing it. Nothing mellow about it. Hmm. Uh, so uh, we kind of started off just talking about uh, Greg. So we, we're going to get to the comments a little bit later. Yeah. Right now. I mean, like right now. I made it sound like <laughs> they go, God, when are you going to do it? Right this second. Uh, so first up, uh, Holden Af- Affart. A fart, a p h, holding a fart, yeah, holding a fart. I think that, I think, yeah, I think that might be made up. Golly, got me. That was a good one. I mean, I was like, holding. Oh, this was a fun episode. How about the gamble that Dave Chappelle took on, on himself by walking away from the Chappelle Show? I'd say that one paid off. That one did. It did. I don't know how much uh, of a gamble yeah. that doesn't yeah. really feel. I don't think it wasn't yeah. that much of a gamble for him. I didn't think at the time. I mean, it sounds like a gamble because he walked from fifty million dollars. Yeah, but he was—I mean, he's already was making a. He was already Dave Chappelle, and right. he wasn't doing it to bet on himself later. That wasn't yeah. his motivation. He was huge already. Yeah. The show had made him absolutely huge, mm-hmm. and he knew. I'm sure he knew that no matter how much time he took off. He was gonna come back and still be huge. Yeah, yeah. He was he was set. But I mean, I, I get the idea of what he's still saying. probably scary to walk away from all that money. He, yes, it definitely is. I would imagine. Yeah, I would imagine. I've done it a couple times. And mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I could have a hundred million dollars. <laughs> I'm good. Bryce Hockenberry is that another one? I, I'm not catching that one. No, I okay. think that could be a real so. name. Uh, after a very quick Google, I discovered Adam Sandler makes all his love interest VV to keep a continuous pattern in his attempt to create a Sandler verse. I love that they put "very" in such big uh, yeah. uh, words, as if this answers the question. But I'm, I'm, but why the double V's? And also, it's not all his love interest. He has many movies where the love interest is not VV. So they're usually the same initials, I think. But still, I'm like, you know, you had several movies. That's a lot Vicky of Vicky Valancourt, uh, uh, Victoria Venet, um, Veronica Vaughn. So I'm just, you know, I'm wondering yeah. why. Yeah, I'm with Greg? Dusty on this. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'd like to know why too. I don't think, I think Bryce is dismissive, I think, in this yeah. comment Ooh. a little bit. Yeah. I'm wondering if, you know, maybe Adam Sandler had a girl that he had a crush on that was double V's in, in high school, in middle school, and it's just his shout out, you know? Yeah. 
I feel like the the very really set you off on this. Yeah. It's the it's the capital yeah. very. I think that's a little. Very. It's aggressive. Yeah. It's well, aggressive. because everybody yeah. other acts than that, like, other than that, I think, other than that, you and Bryce, I think would be fine. Well, yeah. yeah. The very. You go, I didn't care for that. This is the world today, right? You ask a question and somebody's like, "Oh, just Google it," and I'm like, "What? You know, let's just have conversation. Let's enjoy yeah. the well, topic. It's fun to enjoy the topic. Yeah." It's you don't. That's talking about doing stuff and creating stuff. Like after I take this special, I got to do another hour, and you're like, "All right, I have to go uh, do." Like you said, go take cushions or go whatever you're gonna go. Whatever you're gonna go do, go do them. Yeah, you take a wheel back to yeah, the enjoy luggage. Enjoy the store. conversation. Yeah, <laughs> take a wheel now back to the, the luggage. Now, in the Bryce, we do have a computer here that we bring on just to look stuff up. So he's probably like, but it's like, yeah. But then you, the show just becomes, why does he do this? Yeah. It's because of this. Next, you know, it's like it's, you don't want it to be that. But I, I'm not against. I'm, you know, Bryce. It, Bryce looked it up. I still don't think he's really I think Bryce answered being, the question. I think it was being funny. A very yeah. quick read. Right. It is funny. All right. That's yeah. I think you may be Bryce. Yeah. No, I'm yeah. not Bryce. I have sent in comments before to this uh, to this podcast uh, under uh, just another email address to see if they've gotten read, and I've yet to get I've yet to get through. <laughs> oh, wow. Brian, I brought that up to him when we were shooting. Yeah. Uh, the the sprung. Yeah, but I'm not going to reveal. Uh, I may email? send some more at a certain point. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> see if we can figure it out. We have a very tough standard here. Greg. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to send one this week, and I forgot to about. I was going to say after listening to last week's, I was going to say that you know I'm, I'm, I'm glad that the podcast has turned a corner where Nate is using his platform to ram his opinion down uh, America's <laughs> throat about college. college. <laughs> and then I was going to say that I thought that maybe you were giving yourself a little bit too much credit. That people were actually taking you seriously, <laughs> that you had to come on and do this apology, yeah, I like go. like a crazy man on the corner that like yells all the time about like turtles are running Pizza Hut and getting our kids. Like one day he would come out the <laughs> corner and go, "Hey guys, I just I'm just saying this stuff. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I hear some of you are taking this seriously, and I just you're like you know live your lives. I don't know if yeah. turtles are real. They could yeah, be, but could yeah, be. more about yeah. this turtles theory. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, let's go down this route. Yeah, yeah, they are. Are running pizza. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't have any evidence that they're not. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> they're they're good at keeping quiet. Yeah, where are you at on that, Bryce? Yeah, <laughs> quick yeah, Google Bryce, search on that. Wanna, maybe yeah. <laughs> Could you Google that, Bryce? Would you Google our turtles taking over pizza? <laughs> uh, Jen Pavlik. Nate has gone on many opinionated rants over the course of more than one hundred episodes, but I am not quite sure how people can be offended by them. He almost always ends his rant by completely changing his mind and saying the exact opposite. <laughs> no matter what your opinion is on a subject, you should just keep listening. Eventually, Nate will back you up. There you go. That's kind of similar. Around. Yeah, that's similar, similar to thing. my. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, I it wasn't. I was trying not to be apology. I just meant like it was almost like your emotions. I don't want to get like if I'm like, well, college is. You know, you're like, all right, dude, take it. Let's calm it down. <laughs> just talk about pizzas, pizza, turtles, yeah, pizza. Turtles. Yeah, I'd rather talk about that. They yeah. went from ninjas to like running a place. Yeah, yeah. They hung the it up. Pizza. They got old. Yeah, their like, knees started to go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like let's start a business. Yeah, let's start a business. Well, they got a franchise. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, BJ Keith, the fact that Nate refers to Vanderbilt football as we when he talks about them is bad enough, but when he used it talking about the Nashville South Soccer, I almost said South Carolina. <laughs> Soccer club. After he admitted it was his first time going to a game, I lost it. How about we wait till you name a single player on the team before you start talking like you were on the reserve squad? Wow. Yeah. 
So the we with Vanderbilt, but I mean, you're just like talking. So you're, I don't, you know, it's, it, it would be, it's like, we've just accepted that it's we, I say we in a lot of stuff. I say we, if I go on stage, I'm like, oh yeah, we got a big tour. We got a big tour. Like I have a big tour, but that seems weird for me to tell everybody. So I say we, I, I, I get the idea, but I think it's more, people like to make that joke. We, what did you do? And you're like, I'm a fan, man. I paid for a ticket. I'm that money go. You're like I, I yelled a lot at the game. I, yeah, you're like. And do I think I'm literally doing something? No. It's just it's easier than saying Vanderbilt did really good today, and then trying not to say we. You just say we. And and you know what? Nashville has a soccer club, and it's your town. So why would you say we are good? We have a very good team this it's year. Your lo- it's your love of the team. It's your I love. Totally to agree. I think if you live in that town. <clears throat> you can say we. Yeah. Our traffic's bad. Our, you know, I think you use that in general about a lot of stuff. You live in that city. Yeah. It's like your traffic. You could say that to anybody. Like, our traffic's bad. Your traffic. Yeah. I think it's yeah a lot of people's traffic. Yeah. And you are, you know, something you're like, okay, well, I'm just trying to not have a long conversation with you. Right. That's where a lot of it boils down to. And hey, is, uh, Walker Zimmerman is a player on on the, you know, the Nashville soccer team. Oh, so. I know that handy. Well, those first two uh, guys Latar. are incredible. Well, now you can name him. He says, how about we wait till you name a single player Walker on the team Zimmerman. before you start talking like you're on the reserve quad. Well, yeah, there's the whole here bunch. Here we go. Yeah. Randall there's Leal, Sean Davis. Well, the first guy there is like the MVP candidate. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. First guy's a big time dude. I, I, I'm for we when it's your home, like, and I would say if someone goes we, you're not doing anything. You're like, well, then we should stop talking because I'm just <laughs> trying to, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm yeah. just trying to have a conversation about the Titans or Vandy or Nashville. Sorry, like, I, I'm not trying to get into the. Uh, that's the you know, like on Twitter when they correct, like the yeah. you know, it's like all that kind of stuff. I get a lot of those. Just a very quick Google search has given me the whole squad here. <laughs> and, and Vandy's off to a pretty good start, right? Well, we lost against Wake Forest, which hurt. But oh. uh, yeah, the first two were two and one. I look, I'm excited. I looked up the schedule because I was curious with my son. I looked at it and I was like, this is the most insane schedule of just up and downs of who you have to play. Mm-hmm. Like, could you play like Alabama and Georgia? And play It's mostly just week. ups. Or yeah. downs, computer, yeah, yeah. <laughs> your perspective. Yeah. I was telling my son, I said, this is like your high school basketball team like playing, all right, you're playing Chatsworth next week, then you're playing in elementary school, yeah. then you're playing the Lakers, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. then you got two guys in wheelchairs and a donkey. Like, I, it's just like, it's like all over the map. Yeah. Yeah, of, that's of that play. is. It's a ride. Okay. It's a ride. Well, that's why I say we. Yeah, because you're on that uh, ride. Because I'm on that ride. <laughs> I do give friends hard time if <clears throat> they support some team and other side of the country and yeah I, I i i could see it when yeah when someone's like i always got it. i never liked that like lebron was like a fan of the cowboys and the bulls and the yankees and you're like all right dude you have no heartache at in the 90s he's a fan of these and so like sometimes you're like you're just choosing for the reason but it's also I'm at an age I don't I don't care anymore. My kids are mad at me because I switched teams recently. Because mm. I grew them up, I, I I brought them up to be Washington area, Washington D.C. area fans of teams. So they were fans of now the Commanders. Is that the new name instead of uh, the Redskins? They're saying the Washington area. Yeah, the Washington area <laughs> Is that, team that yeah. plays football. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, <laughs> well, how are they doing? <laughs> and I just switched to Chargers because I've lived in L.A. longer and I've decided that I'm switching. And my Ooh. kids are not happy with me about yeah. that. Yeah, but. Yeah. Now, your buddy Tony Kornheiser pointed out when they became the commanders, 
that no team, every, any team that has more than two syllables, it always gets shortened. Yeah. The 49ers are the Niners and Patriots, the Pats, whatever. The, here are the Predators, the Preds. That, that's going to make them the commies. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it, terrible. It's a bad name. And I know Tony hates the name. Yeah, we've talked about that. It's uh, it's not a good name. I was but a it big fan it, of the Washington football team. I like that, too. I like that. Uh, that it. I could hang on to. I was yeah. like, okay. But then when they became the commanders, I was like, that's the emotional push away that I need to finally break away mm-hmm. from this team. I could go see Chargers. That. Yeah. I could see it because you're like, I can't. Justin Herbert probably helped, too. Justin Herbert because my son went to Oregon. So I watched Justin Herbert in Oregon. It's the first time I ever watched uh, college football, really. I didn't yeah. watch a lot of college football. So I got to watch somebody go to the pros. It all lined up to become a Chargers fan. Yeah. I, I, I get that. Yeah, when they named the commander, like the, the Cleveland Guardians, you're, I bet you lost people, fans, because they're just like, I can't do this. Yeah. Yeah. Be the Cleveland baseball. Yeah, the Washington football team is such a good name. I, I had so a shirt too. that said the football team. Yeah, yeah I was all, oh, I was on board. I love so it. great. Yeah, I was like, why you made your name is so good that you made every team look. Yeah, we're why are we calling these teams <laughs> the Bears? Yeah, and the tie like you're like we should just be the Tennessee. Everybody should just be like whatever there are. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I was like, I I really thought let's be adults and change the whole thing. And then they're like, ah, oh, we're, we're the commanders I mean, that's now. essentially like, what soccer does. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it's, mm-hmm. it feels better because like, then it's your town. Yeah. Well, we, they lost me, so I'm sure they're, they're, you know, they're upset about that. Yeah. Well, they're hearing about a guy, Millie Yellowhat. Yep. Uh, <laughs> Bonnie Paragoy. Basset hounds are in the top <laughs> 10 stinkiest dog breeds. And I can tell you as a pet care professional in 45 years, I would rank them number two after bloodhounds. Adorable puppies, but that stink just doesn't wash off. I wouldn't want to be trapped in a tour bus with one. Okay. That's yeah, good information. Know. Yeah, I don't know if Basset Hound's a good choice. I mean, Jerry Reed I, had yeah. one in his truck yeah, for smoking the, the bandit. bandit. Fred, dog's mm-hmm. name was Fred. But and they went on long hauls together, but I still I don't know if Basset Hound's a good choice. And Clint Eastwood had an orangutan that he would drive around in the <laughs> any truck. Any which with. way but loose. Yeah. Clyde. Clyde. Left turn, Clyde. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> any which way you can. Have you thought yeah. about an orangutan? <laughs> I mean, I haven't, and that seems great. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you don't mind getting your face ripped off in the middle of the night, <laughs> yeah. I think yeah. it, it's did funny. You, did you know the Boo Weekly? Have you ever told the Boo Weekly story on this podcast? Yeah. Oh, I did. Do you know that story? I don't think I know that story. Uh, oh, he he he, yeah, he fought him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He I did hear greatest. that. Yeah, I, yeah. If somebody does, yeah, I, I you look up Boo Weekly and orangutan, and it's my favorite story <laughs> I've ever read or uh, heard. Uh, Jenny Weiss, I have an urgent question. I need to get to Nate, and I have surgery on Friday. I can't go under until I know. Does he say duct tape or duct tape? I say duct tape, like the animal. Yeah, I think I do too. I think yeah. I do too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. for sure, duct yeah, tape. Yeah. 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 We say duct tape. I mean, I say and, air. I say air ducts. You know what I mean? Like, there's never a duct yeah. to me. No. And this is stuff you talk about a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, usually he's wrapping his ducts with duct, duct tape. tape. Yeah, exactly. I mean, just to keep, yeah. like, keep exactly keep them do that. He goes out. Y- y'all would have ducks as pets. Yeah. In trailer parks. Yeah. yeah, I did have a duck as a pet <laughs> I mean, for for about a day. Yeah. It died, but yeah. I did. Uh, I ran oh. it to death. You he wrapped it in tape. I well, <laughs> yeah, I couldn't breathe. One, yeah. My sister, one of my sister's boyfriends, brought me a, a little duck, a little baby duck, and I chased it around the trailer all day. We had a great time, and, and that died, was it. And it. Died that night oh, of, ex- of yeah. exhaustion. I guess so. But I, a lot of animals died, you know, as pets of mine in a trailer park. 
Did you? Would you I think I was rough on them. Yeah, they were inside. Yeah. Yeah, you probably too rough for the baby yeah. gut. Yeah. yeah, nothing your body said. Yeah, I mean, I didn't know there wasn't a lot of pe- people. What's that movie where the he, he doesn't know that he squeezes the oh, oh Lent, yeah. Lent, uh, mice and men, right? Yeah, yeah, was yeah. Nobody, nobody was like chill out. They just they were like here, yeah. have another mellow yellow, and that yeah. not a lot of PETA activists <laughs> right. in the uh, trailer park. Yes, yeah, gotcha. exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> 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 being too rough for the duck, and just and they're like, well, you're too hard. But I mean, I don't even know. Yeah. How would you touch a duck to be right? It's not a, you know, it's like, I think I just chased it. Yeah. Just ran it. And I thought the duck was having fun. Yeah. But it, it was, was just fearful funny. of its life. Yeah. Probably so. Yeah. yeah. Just the stress of some, that whole day. Some random guy yeah. has ripped it from its family yeah. and brought it to me as a yeah. pet to try to, you know. It might have been a suicide. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like basically like a born movie. Like your duck just was like never just never got a break. Yeah. He's been alive for thirty minutes. Yeah. And just like <laughs> just, if someone's trying to kill him. It's just a giant chasing me all day. Yeah. And he's like, I just would rather die. Yeah. Uh Krista Wilson. You can definitely tell Nate doesn't listen to song lyrics by his choice of Cleopatra by the Lumineers as his song at the beginning of his 30-minute Netflix special. It's about an elderly woman, elderly woman who's dying alone because she's so overwhelmed with grief after after her father died. She refused the proposal of the man she had loved when she was younger. Now when I listen to it, I think about Nate just bobbing his head along to this depressing song. I had no idea. I didn't know that either. Now they ruined that song for me because I like that song and I would bop around to it too. I'll still bop around to it. <laughs> I'm confused by an problem. elderly woman having a dad. How old was that guy? Elderly woman who's dying alone because she's so overwhelmed, grieved after her father died. That's a good point. That is true. Maybe yes. the grief just lasted a long time. She refused the proposal of the man she had loved when she was younger. I don't know this song, so I can't. Yeah, I mean, it seems like a family. It could be a bit of a mess. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> you know. I think so. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, if you really break it down, the whole family, you're just kind of like, what are y'all doing? Like, like she's alone because yeah. she refused a proposal. Yeah, she's elderly, and she goes, and I can't get over my father dying. You're like, well, he's 105. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Yeah, but you know, on. it's like none of us are going to get over when your father <coughs> dies. But it's there's a when it's when they're that you're elderly, yeah. And then the guy, neither one of you got married. You loved him when you were younger, and then you said, "I just can't." My dad died, and that guy was like, "I don't even. What are we even doing?" <laughs> <laughs> and then he went back to his nursing room. room. He goes, "He goes what." It feels like an excuse. Yeah. I mean, the guy's like, you mean the guy that was 112 yeah. years old? We can't we, get married because of that? We're 84. <laughs> we, it's now or yeah. never. Like, you ever see an old person and they go, yeah, I got to take my mom to the store? You're like, what? Mind-blowing. Yeah. Mind-blowing. Yeah. Yeah. You just want to follow them for the whole day. We graduated. We're the class of 49. <laughs> Let's move on. It's <laughs> an old class. Thank you. I'm class of 97. That seems old. Uh, Andy King, rumor has it Hotel California is about an insane asylum. I believe that. Do you? Uh, yeah. Check in, but never leave. There you go. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, Jesse Pope, Hotel California is a metaphor for the music industry in Los Angeles. All right. Everybody has their theories. Yeah. Do they never say what it is? Uh, I don't think so. I think they, well, they've thrown out some vague kind yeah. of 
Not specifically. I think they've had a few theories. But do you think that when they write the song, they even it's like what's I think it about they purposely like, kept it somewhat vague for this reason. Yeah. I think there's a comment later that kind of But okay. all these guys are like music superstars that make up the Eagles. Yeah. You know, so I'm like, how mad are they at the LA music scene? Yeah. I mean, they're like they're crushing it. Well, yeah, that's a big like in Hollywood. They're like, oh, it's a disgusting scene. You're like, yeah, it's going pretty good. You're still for you. cashing the checks. Aren't yeah, you? yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I think it's funny that Alan Jackson and George Strait had a song about murder on Music Row, talking about how you know they're like Haggard and Jones wouldn't stand a chance, and and then they proceed to make music for like thirty years, saying Haggard and Jones wouldn't have a chance, but we're crushing it. Yeah, <laughs> it was George Jones, wasn't it? Alan Jackson and George Jones. Alan Jackson, and George Strait. Oh, it was George Strait. Yeah. And why? Like, what is? This, what do you mean? They it? they have a song. They committed murder on Music Row, and I think they're kind of talking about the state of country music. Uh-huh. But that song was probably out in the early two thousands, late nineties. Oh, 90s. like saying like, yeah, the real country guys wouldn't stand a chance, of right? Because it's all watered down. Yeah. yeah. But, <laughs> but this song is rising through the charts. <laughs> right. They're, and they're the, the two biggest stars in the world. Yeah. And yeah. then they make music for another 20, 30 years. Yeah. Isn't that what the movie Nashville's about? Which I've never seen. Do you know? I never. Seen oh, there's that. a movie Nashville. Mm-hmm. Like from the '70s or something. Oh, oh, oh is it? Oh no, uh, no, not that's not that one with um, ri- uh, River Phoenix and Anthony Clark, and that's I a don't different think so. one. I think that's it's an older movie. Nashville singing. Okay. Is there a new show coming out too? Monarch. 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 Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a new it's one. Ozarks and every show, you know. Uh, I just see the commercial. Every show is just like high family. drama. Yeah, it's like Nashville meets the thing they say. Nashville meets successions and empire. Yeah, and yeah, that's like, what they're I, saying. Well, Trace Adkins shared my five o'clock somewhere video, so I'm big supporter. You of like it? Yeah, yeah, you I'm a like big supporter. It. Yeah, yeah, we're yeah. big fan. Yeah, big Trace yeah. Adkins big fan. So big <laughs> yes. fan of that show. I like yes. Trace Adkins. I do like Trace yeah. Adkins a lot. Uh, I hope he does great. I can't wait to watch his show. And he was almost Earl, and my name is Earl Trace Atkins. No way. Yep. He came into my office for eight hours on a Saturday, and we worked the scene, and I was trying to teach him how to act and everything, and he was doing good. And uh, then it got to the point where he was going to audition for the network, and he had to sign a contract, and he came over, and he goes, Greg, man, this is seven years of my life. I can't just sign this thing like this. I don't think I can go in there, man. <laughs> That's a good That's Trace such Atkins. a great Trace Atkins. I said, all right, man. I said, if you can't do it, you can't do it. But he he loved the script and he and 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 just as an excuse to do my Trace Atkins again because you said you liked it, he said uh, he said I, this Earl guy man I, I I feel him I feel him his <laughs> ex wife's trying to kill him my ex wife shot me in the heart Greg <laughs> it's a true yeah. story he told me that story yeah yeah it's unbelievable and yeah. then he called me when he was on The Apprentice he called so you are not gonna tell the story. Well, I don't know the story um, other than that she shot him in the heart. Well, I was... Like, literally. Yeah, literally shot him in the heart. I was supposed to open for Trace at the Missouri State Fair, and then it was storming, so we couldn't do the show. The, but we, the we, story's tracking. Go ahead. So we, so we sat on his tour bus yeah. for a few hours, and then he, he tells me that's like his second, first or second wife comes at him with a gun, and he does something, and she shoots him, like, in the side and it goes all the way through his body, like through his lungs, through his heart. Like he almost died. Wow. And this is, That's you know, and crazy. then he got married like two more times after that. I'm like, that he is. He gave it a go. He's like, I'll keep doing it. 
Yeah. <laughs> you got to get out there. It's like yeah. driving to take those cushions. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You got to get out there and experience life. <laughs> he's a good actor. I saw a movie he was in, uh, Old Henry. He was good in that. Oh, yeah. And I'm sure he's good in this in this show. Lincoln Lawyer, the movie. He's a biker in there. That's right. Yeah, yeah, he's good in that as well. He's been acting for a while. Yeah. Yeah, I told him I named my youngest son Trace, and he was like, I don't know if I can live up to that kind of pressure, Greg. Yeah. I said, well, it was more just a joke because my last name's Garcia, and he's the third one, so it sounds like Trace Garcia yeah. in Spanish. But yeah. yeah, but we did name him Trace. Yeah. Which we do appreciate you coming on and get a little diversity on the show. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, De nada. De nada. <laughs> Stephen Bargetzi. Oh, boy. <laughs> How did you guys not know Hotel California is about doing drugs, mainly LSD? Maybe it's heaven or hell a trip. You can check in but never leave. Come on, man. Well, the dead, let me tell you how. You didn't allow me to listen to anything. <laughs> That's how I let alone know. take LSD. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, there, I mean, maybe if he would be a little bit more yeah. liberal with the drug rules. Yeah, Dad. Maybe remember who you're writing a comment to. You were in charge of me. Yeah, <laughs> and I was never allowed to listen to the Eagles. It kind of feels like he had very strict rules, and now he's calling you a nerd. <laughs> it is. It's a that little aggressive. Yeah. Nerd. Like, what's yeah. wrong with you, nerd? nerd. You don't know anything I, about acid? I'm sorry I did what you told me to do. <laughs> <laughs> my dad, I mean, my dad was wild, and he's got an amazing story, uh, obviously, with all that stuff. But, yeah, he says stuff, and I'm like, you weren't. <laughs> this must be reassuring for your dad, though, to write this comment to be like, "All right, he never did those things." Yeah, good job. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. This I, is your dad uh, saying, "Good job." It's about doing drugs. Maybe it's heaven or hell. A trip. You can check in, but never leave. Come on, man. Yeah. All right. Uh, my dad just had back surgery. So. Oh yeah. Yep. How's he doing? Uh, he's doing good. Got rid of his back. And. <laughs> Spineless. Get, we, we got to the problem. He's just go, a lump. He's what, just a yeah. lump on the floor now. <laughs> I go. This spine is. Yeah. He posted a video. I guess recovering. He said had two surgeries. One on the front. One on the back. But he never says like what the surgery is or anything. Yeah. <laughs> so you just have to kind of guess. Uh, yeah. He know. doesn't always explain everything, <laughs> and he does it. And the the hard part is it's on a uh, open Facebook post, <laughs> <laughs> and then he's. People were like, what? <laughs> he, yeah, he had back surgery, made a walk to the dumpster. We were pretty excited about that. Oh. Uh, and that's where he lives now. <laughs> and yeah, no, he's doing great. And I'm going to have him, uh, he can't do anything till January. So everybody, I'm good. I'm letting all of us, everybody that listens to this, my, my dad can't go do shows or anything till January because he will still try. Mm-hmm. But we are. <laughs> don't out. call them. You're asking don't people. Call, don't call. Please them. don't. Don't call them. Don't, don't hang out by the dumpster with yeah. an offer. Yeah. 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 Don't walk around like a guy. Nice con. Don't knock on the dumpster and, and he's going to open the door. And then you go. You want to do like thirty minutes tonight? Where he has to stay home. He has to, or, or he can't go do shows. Uh, and he'll start back up uh, in January. Wake and bake now. The Eagle stated that Hotel California is about the materialism of California being sucked into the Hollywood musical entertainment beast system and how the industry is basically like selling your soul for fame metaphorically and it runs people into the ground. You crushed that comment. You really Thanks. did. Yeah. 
Thanks. Well, that's one I wrote. But again, I agree. <laughs> and, I agree with Dusty. That's a little uh, bite in the hand that feeds you there. Yeah, I, I'm not. I'm not a big fan of that either. Like it's like uh, there's a lot of that where I'm not a fan of telling someone don't do something, and that's where that comes from. Is there's a lot of that. Like should I get into comedy? And someone's like, do yourself a favor. Don't get into comedy. It's like. I don't, yeah, get into maybe you are the one that makes it. I don't know. Yeah. Like it's that same kind of idea. Should I go do? Can I go chase my dreams like you? No, it it brings your soul. You're like, well, I think your own soul has got some problems if you can't. Yeah, I had a guy that told me to turn around when I he read my script when I was out heading out to L.A. He was a writer. He said, turn around. You know, you don't you don't you don't need to come out here. I don't think you got it. But in retrospect, I think people that do that they're worried about you taking their jobs. That they're not well, secure yeah. enough. That's a that's a giant thing. Yeah, and it's and not like they're specifically looking at you, going, "You're going to take my job." It's the idea that, like, you know, they're trying to say it's hard. I think that's with uh, everything. I think there's a lot of that in Hollywood, like where they just don't, you know, and the people that create the shows don't want their jobs taken. Yeah, not the creator, but I mean the networks and stuff. So the people that run the networks and they do this, so they're making these decisions. They're like, "Well, I'll just do Tom Hanks again because." I don't want to lose my job. And so then no one's like a risk taker. Mm -hmm. And then that's where you're at. You know, we had risk takers back then. That's how you got TGIF. Exactly. Family matters. Exactly. Transformation chambers, all that stuff. All that stuff. Uh, Victor Kazushi. If you plan to have any other guests, would they appear with all four of you or would it only happen if one of you is out out of, is one of you is out? Five people talking at once just seems like a lot. Yeah. The hard part is we Aaron is just in the other room. And <laughs> he keeps peeking in, yeah. which is distracting. Like, Come on in here, Aaron. Aaron's it's very distracting. Off, <laughs> like, oh, we made our choice. Uh, yeah. You should have at least told him I was coming. You know. Aaron? Yeah, because I feel bad that he's just sitting out yeah. there. No, nah, he needed to see it. He yeah. goes, wow, what's Greg doing here? <laughs> We're having him do the security role. He's standing out there with a gun. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. He had the same look on his face as Laura when I walked into your house with a suitcase. Yeah. Oh, you're staying here? (laughs) I go, yeah. She goes, oh, yeah, that's fine. (laughs) And I was like, no, he's, I got told, you know, I got told you, he lives here. (laughs) I talked to him. Yeah, I'm going through a rough patch. I go, Greg, can you come over here when you talk to you in front of everybody? I go, Laura, he's here already. (laughs) He's looking at me. She's over there putting sheets on Helix mattress right now. Yeah. The hard part she's going to have is when I tell her I leave Thursday and Greg's still staying. Well, I'm going to stick <laughs> around. Yeah. I, I saw some things around the house I feel need to be done. Yeah. Yeah. You'll walk around and go, what's going on? A couple here? chores. Yeah. A couple things. Some some squeaky doors. I, yeah. brought, I brought my tools. There you go. Yeah. You got to yeah, you gotta live life. Uh, this week, uh, I, I think we kind of found something fun to talk about. Yeah. Uh, we came up with, you want to say the title? Uh, you came up with this title, so I did. Uh, Robin Hood and prisons. Uh, Robin Hood and prisons. We were talking about what we could talk about, and he's everything I threw out. He's like, Greg doesn't know anything about that, and he's Greg doesn't know anything about that, and we we're like, all right, we just got to stick to Greg's little narrow. That's all window. I know. Yeah, and we're like, his show's about guys getting out of prison, but it's about a guy who robs from the bad people and gives the good people. So Nate said, let's do Robin yeah. Hood and prison, and. Yeah, some, my name and I was saying, my name is Earl's a little some karma in there, yep, some yeah. like doing good things, and yeah, so that's definitely in my wheelhouse. Yeah. I like all it. the shows. All your shows are the same shows, exactly the yeah. same. I yeah, just yeah. different different named characters, but everything else people is the same. should same VV a lot of yeah. do you have any of that? 
I don't think I have any VV kind of stuff. I mean, I do like give nods to my past shows sometimes in the in the new shows. Like well, that's how Raising Hope started, right? Yeah, Raising <clears throat> Hope had a little uh, an, an ad. Oh no, a, a news guy in the background talking about Earl finishing his list and yeah. stuff like that. Or I'll name the same counties that they all kind of live in the same fictional, fictitious, fictional. I think yeah. I just made up a word. Yeah, I like it. It's I contagious it. being here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you walk out. <laughs> You miss you miss your flight home. And yeah, like, like what? I, I never did stuff like this. <laughs> What's yeah. happening? Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. I put uh, the same cities and stuff like that. Little nods. Yeah, I like the idea that Jamie Presley is the same character from Joe Dirt. This is just her life when we do, that we don't. Yeah, see. I like that. I could yeah. see that. I could see that for sure. Was Joe Dirt first or like, Joe Dirt was first? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it was not that. Yeah. Uh, I just like the idea that we only see her a little tidbit in that movie. So this is yeah. her her real life. Yeah. yeah. This is she's what she blossomed funny. into. Yeah, she's so funny. Yeah. She's hilarious. She's one yeah. of those actors that came in. We were doing auditions, and she came in, and she said, like, one line. And you're like, well, this everybody yeah. else can go home. Yeah. This is, this is hers. No yeah. question asked. Yeah. Yeah, she's a hoot. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. So the... I think we talked about this in the Middle Ages episode. Robin Hood probably wasn't a real person. Um, but probably we don't know for sure. There are some people back in the 14th, 15th century that they said kind of fit the tale, but basically it's been around since then different variations of the story of robbing from the rich to give to the poor. Yeah, it probably doesn't help that he's robbing from the rich and his name is Robin. Yeah. It's a giveaway. Robin hood almost seems like he's taken from the poor. Yeah. I don't think they had the, the hood then maybe the hood maybe then. Yeah, okay. maybe yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 they called it that <laughs> yeah but we don't know the but neighborhood the neighborhood yeah he's robbing the neighborhood yeah, yeah. that's true wonder what his middle name is cool neighbor <laughs> uh i mean i've got some cases of some modern day robin hoods but i do you guys think there's ever a situation where it's okay to rob from bad people or rich people rich, to, yeah i don't have a problem with it. Uh, yeah, you know, it's funny is that, like, yeah, you watch I, your stuff, Nate. Yeah, you should never steal. And then the, but the older you get, you're like, I don't, I don't care what anybody knows. <laughs> you're, uh, I don't, yeah, obviously, I don't, I don't think you should. No, in real life, it's probably life. not something to root for and see. But, but, but when you're watching, you know, in something like this, which if, if Robin Hood was made up, there's just some wish fulfillment to it. You know, it's, it's like, it's nice to think about and, uh, and, and hope to see what happens. Yeah, the justice someone, of it. Someone, invo- someone like did a big heist of, uh, you know, a corporation. Like they have movies like this mm-hmm. and you're kind of like, yeah, I don't think anybody should be doing any of this stuff. Uh, you don't want people to do this stuff, but like when it does, some of them, you could be like, all right. You're like, well, I think funny. there's a difference too in stealing from people that are doing bad things and that are rich. So you feel like they deserve it more right. as opposed yeah. to just a random, just I'm going to go take from that person because they have more. Right. Yeah. Because I'm not a big fan of that. I used to work at Office Depot and then I would, they, they had all these packs of 12 pens and I would open them and take one. And uh, I thought it was a real victimless crime. And then my friend was like, yeah, somebody, some kid right now is probably getting woofed at home for losing one of those pens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I thought, oh, man. So I really felt bad about it. And uh, I'm, not, I'm not for stealing. That's going to be the first episode of My Name Was Earl, I think. <laughs> yeah. We're going to go back and we're going to return those pens. <laughs> yeah. You're taking, uh, yeah. I just thought, oh, there's so many in here. 12 that no one will notice yeah even number torn open it was the box it was a little box all you had to do is open the box and pull one out of there but you know i thought well i'm poor 
And yeah. this corp, this is a major corporation. I only ever stole a little bit, but I, I now I feel bad about it. I don't steal at all. I can't do it. I don't support it. That's good, man. Even to steal from uh, Walmart to give to someone else. It's like if you want to be charitable, buy it yes. and then give it to them. Yeah. Don't be like, oh, I'm giving you this, but it didn't was really no sacrifice on your end. Yeah, you got it. It's the idea. If you steal something at Walmart, you're not really getting anything. You're either someone there, a regular person like you is going to get in trouble, or going to have to fight you, or going to have to do something. It's it's the yeah the corporation is well not, they're just going to raise the prices yes right because at the end of the day they're going to make the same amount of money so yeah. they factor in the shoplifting and so if it's That's high true. they're going to raise the prices more and then people are just going to pay more yeah for yes. the other so products. So saying you got to go to the top is what we're saying. <laughs> yeah, am I reading everybody? You got to right? find <laughs> Johnny Johnny Walmart. Yeah, go Johnny to his Walmart. house. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> don't waste your time at your local Walmart. <laughs> yeah. No. Put some thought into this. Right, and who's to say who's bad and who's not bad? Yeah. Yes, that's true. That's true. I mean, when you're writing a TV show, it's very easy to just, you know, cater it to you paint somebody in a certain light and whatever. In real life, you don't know what people are really doing, what appears to bad, what, you know, how yeah. you know what other good things are they doing. You just don't know that kind you of stuff. You don't know. That's why I'm not on Facebook, because... I learn things about people that I didn't know about them, and then I end up not liking them anymore. Or oh, yeah. people that I don't like, I see things that would make me like them, and I don't need that either. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah. I don't either need way. that. I've already decided I don't like that person. I don't need to see them volunteering Just on the weekend. Yeah. It confuses me. Yeah. Yeah. I like where we're at right now. I know I have my preconceived notions, and yeah. I'm sticking with that. Yeah. yeah, It is tough when that happens. You know, you don't like someone, and you see something, and you go, dang it, yeah. now I like them. good person. Dang, don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> Stop being a nice guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I have it's my tough. mind made about you yeah. already. That's why I just don't get on that Facebook. Yeah, that's good. Keep people separate. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> there was a guy called the Environmental Robin Hood because he would just mess with companies that were doing bad stuff to the environment. He called himself the Fox because he saw in the Fox River that uh, Dial Soap Company was polluting the river. They found dead ducks. And globs. Well, that could have been you, Dustin. Yeah, I just dumping mm-hmm. them out there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's where. Would you bathe in a river? Right. <laughs> yeah. Dustin. I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, I've, I've, I've swam in the river. You yeah. Know, you, you rub off. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know what I mean. Yeah. So Do he, you need a shower. You go. I don't think so. Yeah, I've yeah. been in the river I've all been day. In the river all day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he found like greasy chemical slime in the river, so he would go block their drain pipes and just put trash in there. He uh, dumps some dead skunks on their door. He would just do all these things just to mess with them, uh, all these di- different companies that were polluting rivers. Did he at least like leave a note as to why they were doing why he was doing it so they it could maybe have some effect or they're Where's just he, like, there's more dead skunks again. Where's he getting these dead skunks? It was roadkill. Uh, he would find roadkill. Yeah. He would sign, road. It said he would sign things to Fox and leave that at the scene. But I don't know if he specifically wrote out what it well, was Well, then it's did. just confusing. They're like, where's this Fox mm. learning to write is the big question. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I mean, he's yeah. apparently killing skunks. That adds yeah. up. Yeah. But- <laughs> He's yeah, <laughs> brings it to a door that adds. Animals tend to do that. They're like, we've been p- polluting the lake, yeah. and these foxes are getting smart. Yeah, <laughs> let's keep doing it. Do they have money? Did they steal this pen from yeah. the Office Depot? <laughs> like, how are the, how is this yeah. all happening? Yeah, is that they would track you down to make sure you were not supplying the fox? Yeah, yeah. the pen. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, that's uh, it. All links up. It all, yeah. There was a pastor in L.A. called they called him the Black Robin Hood. He helped eighteen thousand inner city students go to college over fifteen years. Oh wow! He said ninety eight percent of them got a degree, but he was fibbing their financial aid for him. And they're they're it's kind of like we talked about on the college episode where people were faking. He uh, he was having them sever their legal ties from their parents, so it would look like they're out on their own, and and he would get, they'd get more financial aid. Or if one of the parents made more money than the other one, he would uh, just say pretend like that parent's not around. I I take uh, exception with calling this guy the Robin Hood because it seems to me that he's he's just. He's robbing from poor people because the people that really deserve the financial aid that didn't have to lie on their forms now aren't getting the financial aid. So I think he's a little too uh, high and mighty to be calling himself yeah. Robin Hood in but, this but, situation. But he's, but poor people are getting to go because he's he's like with the financial aid. Yeah, but why does he have to yeah. fake? Yeah, what, yeah. If he has to fake the documents, yeah, yeah. it means that there are other yeah. people. That are more in need that are not getting it because he's That's faked true. the documents. He's right? robbing from the poor to give to the poor. He's That's robbing true. from the poorer to yeah. give to the little less poor. Yes, it's the true. way I'm uh, hearing it. Well, he refused. I to... say we get this guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, they got him. Okay, good. Yeah, they got him. He went to prison and had to give back about seven hundred fifty thousand dollars. Wow. Um, but uh, he would always only get them to apply to prestigious colleges. Now, that seemed like come on, just get in college, but. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It just sounds like he's he's working the system to help out some people. But, but he took but, no money for himself. He did this all just to help these kids the, get yeah, college. The heart's there. The heart's there. The heart's he feels there. very much for somewhat poor people, yeah. but not actual poor people. That's like one that I feel like if you're with him and he told you this, you're like, I, dude, I, I get First of all, I get it. All right? I get what you want. Like That's how you'd have to start the conversation. He's like, I'm thinking about doing this. You're like... Yeah, I know I where your heart is. Yeah. I know where your heart is. I just don't think you've thought this yeah, all the I, way it through. Doesn't make total sense to me. Yeah, well, yeah. See, you know, see, that's my situation in a sense, right? Because I live with my mom. My mom lived in a trailer, uh, and that was who I, I lived with. So I applied for this Pell grant, and they were like, "Well, we need your dad's, you know, info too." But my, you know, my dad had more money, but my dad was not paying for me. Yeah. at all. So I'm like, well, he's not helping. Why are you needing his info? Mm-hmm. And so it's like, if I could have been like, oh, he's not around, maybe I could have. I don't know. Now I'm reading this. I'm like thinking he. But I don't think there's anything morally wrong with that because you know that he's not helping you. The right. option wasn't I'm going to get money from dad from college or you know or this. You right. Know, you weren't trying to work the system. So I think yeah. in that instance, I'd be like, yeah, just say if you're raised by your mom, do they make you go find you? are Like, what if you're like, I don't, I don't know my dad. Yeah. I mean, I knew him. Yeah. I don't want to, I don't want people that know me to be like, no, I, I know <laughs> yeah. your dad. You were there a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. 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 But no, I, uh, no, no, yeah. I'm, I'm not saying yeah. you would, right. But like, if the, why would they be like, well, we need to see your dad's thing? Cause some people could be like, I don't, I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. I don't know. That's just, I remember them doing that to me. And I was like, mm-hmm. and there was no one around me going, oh, just do this or this. I was just like, okay, then. I think they have to be bear, uh, extra careful because there's guys like this other guy working the system. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, the exactly. And it's coming back on Dusty. <laughs> yeah. Because they're like, we know how this works. So we know this what matter of fact, this guy affected me. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So Dusty couldn't get to college. He was the real victim. He's the, yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Or he should have got with this guy. Yeah. 
He did uh, all black students, one white guy. Yeah. <laughs> in Alabama. In, in Alabama, Alabama yeah. Dusty Slay. He goes, I like that guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I could have been. I could have went yeah. to Harvard. Yep. He's the, uh, yeah, they're like, did he graduate? No, he's the 2% that didn't. <laughs> yeah. But, <laughs> you know, I liked him. But he went. It was a good three <laughs> weeks went. for him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he had a fun time. There was a hacker who would hack into companies and steal money and give it to the poor. Like, he would steal Bitcoin. And then give it to some group that's fighting ISIS and stuff like that. Or he would uh, hack into government uh, that were doing what he thought was shady practices and share stuff with WikiLeaks. Um, I mean, some people think Julian Assange and Edward Snowden are like Robin Hood, in a sense, for what they're doing. Yeah. Exposing stuff. But that's another example of like, he wasn't keeping it for himself. He was stealing stuff and helping out. Mm-hmm. Poor people. Like yeah. hacking. Yeah, it's it's always a little dicey, though, when people take it on themselves like they're some kind of superhero, that they're mm-hmm. going to go out and do this thing. So, yeah, it's... Uh, Become a vigilante. Yeah. I mean, that's what all superheroes are, essentially, right? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, they go out and figure it out and do it on their own. It is tough, though. It's, you know... But, I don't know. Some of this stuff's good. That if they do it, I feel like it, it can make them change or make the company change or... yeah. Shakes the system. I'm up. all for karma and justice. I'm all I'm all for that. In finding little ways to, to to you know punish somebody for doing something bad if you can. Yeah. Especially What's if the, it's a fun kind of like prank way. You know, you can just you yeah, know just to yeah. satisfy your own soul. Put a dead skunk up there. Yep. Yeah. That's right. Most of these guys end up going getting caught and going to prison, and then once you're in prison, there's a thing called toilet talk. You guys heard of this? Oh. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it starts the show. Yeah, we yeah. do that in Sprung. So, do you know this, Dusty? No. <clears throat> what did you call it? Toilet talk. No. It's basically where if you're on different floors of this prison, oh, you can yeah. talk through the pipes. Oh, okay, yeah. Flush your toilet, and people have relationships and stuff. I think there was a documentary on Netflix called Jailbirds or something like that where they do it and, and became a popular thing. Yeah, I had seen it on a documentary called uh, uh, <coughs> Locked Up. And I'd seen, I saw people talking through the toilets, and that's why I ended up using it on the show. I don't really understand how it works to get the, like, how do you get a toilet completely empty? Empty. That I don't understand because you flush it, it just fills back up again. That's the mechanics of it that I don't under, really understand, but they, they do it. They, they do scoop it. it back out. Maybe they, they have to scoop the water out. Well, that's how we did it. Yeah, we yeah. had them scooping it out, but then you would still think that most of the pipes would be filled with water. Yeah. So that's I don't, true. I don't know. Do how they that have works. the knob at the bottom? Like in your home where you can turn the water off? I guess, but I'd still think the pipes at the bottom. I can't see them giving them that kind of control. But it definitely works. I mean, this was a documentary. They're talking to each other. They're listening. But then they also flush notes through, and then the the notes will come up in the other person's toilet and everything like that. They have all these ways to communicate. It's very interesting. Yeah, I saw in that documentary, they take a clothesline or something and like send stuff down, and somehow they could pass stuff back and forth. Yeah, they'll grab it and yeah. <clears throat> did uh is it that this one is a female is there prisons with male and female um yeah there was on this show there was definitely uh prisons on different floors different yeah. uh different sexes yeah yeah and that's why they were having relationships these these people were having relationships with each other they had never seen each other but they send pictures through the through the toilet system and stuff and and yeah. that and, and really that's how they uh there's prisons that i didn't know prisons like yeah co-ed, co-ed. yeah co-ed yeah prison. absolutely Absolutely. Just mm. different floors. And they don't ever let them like even 
near each other. No, I think in the one I was watching, there's sometimes like if you have a work detail, you may like work uh, among the other the other uh, people, the inmates mm-hmm. once in a while. But I'm sure they keep a pretty good eye on it. But yeah, yeah but they're in there together. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Being in a prison, we've done prison shows and then shooting it. It's pretty intimidating just being in there. Yeah, the prison we used was just a closed down prison. It had been closed down for a long time, but it is spooky in there. Prison it's, terrifies me. Yeah, it's spooky. And and you know, the interesting thing is the guy that was our location guy that was taking us all around to all the different ones, and we looked at a couple prisons and we picked that one. He walked in there and told me that he used to visit his father in that prison when it was wow. still an active oh, prison. So wow. I just kind of watched him just kind of soaking it all in. It was yeah. that was wild. That was wild, but it is spooky. Yeah, it terrifies me. I don't want any part of it. Yeah. Yeah, just being locked up. I mean, yeah. it's, yeah. I think of the claustrophobia, you're like, how do you not? You have no control. It's weird. You sit in there and you like, you just, you just start picturing like, what if this was my every day? Yeah. You know, of just mm-hmm. sitting in here and just all the common areas and you're just like, man, what happened in here? You know, uh, yeah, it's spooky. Well, when I walked in, the very first scene was a fight scene. So you just, I just see two guys just yelling and going at each other. It's pretty scary. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was fun. We shot that um, bunch of stuntmen, and and at first the guy comes to me, the stuntman, and he's like, "Yeah, the fight scene. It's uh, budgeted out. It's going to be about two hundred fifty thousand dollars." I was like, "What?" what? Yeah. He's like, "Yeah, I got about fifty guys planning on coming in from L.A." And I was like, "No, no, no, no." I say, "We got to figure it out. We're going to have six people fighting. It's going to yeah. be the same six people with a bunch of different yeah. fights." And it worked out with editing. But. And I wanted to cost four hundred bucks. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I got four hundred bucks, fifty bucks each. That's yeah. it, and yeah. two cushions, and two cushions <laughs> that I yeah. still have. Yeah, and that's it. Now we talked on here a couple weeks ago about the supermax prison and where twenty three hours of solitary confinement. Would you choose a roommate or not if you had the option? That's a tough call, right? Because you don't you don't get to pre screen right your mm. roommate. I think I would I think I would choose a roommate. I just would roll the dice. I mean, if you're going to be in a room for twenty three hours a day, that's a lot to be alone. And I mean, even if they're crazy, there's some entertainment value there. I would think. I yeah. mean. But yeah, it's a roll of the dice, right? It is. They'll get on your nerves quick. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I feel like you can just talk to the person next to you. Or down the toilet. Or down the toilet. <laughs> yeah, like, I guess so. You could yell over to the person next to you. You yeah. could do that. Yeah. All right. I, I'm going to think about it more. I'll get back to you. Yeah, get back to us. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. if you got somebody that you just couldn't handle, I mean, it would drive you. Uh, it's like, yeah, obviously being alone is bad. And if you could get someone that you really like, great. It's a win. But if you got somebody you hate, it's it. such a gamble. Yeah, yeah. It's a, and and you're and you're, the gamble is everybody in there is bad, right? <laughs> like, yeah, it, you know, yeah. There's like, not a lot of good choices. You're like where are you picking? You're not picking people out from Bed Bath and Beyond, <laughs> right? Your your like, your options are the prison. You know, right. now that you pointed that out, I'm going to go yeah. solo. Yeah. Yeah, could be That's a, a nice point. guy, but also a psychopath. Right. Right. You wanted, would you just say, what did they say? We'll tell you the crime. Yeah. And then you could go, okay. That could narrow it down. Yeah. Could but it's narrow, like, yeah. I helped people get into college when yeah. they really shouldn't have. <laughs> yeah. I'm yeah. Like, all right. I think I can be, I don't know if we'd be friends on the outside, but I'll maybe There's take you. There's a chance you as- that guy could be the most annoying. Like, if it was like one of these Robin Hood guys where you kind of like, you would just, someone that's, you're, you're like, I don't, you know, I don't know. Yeah, he keeps trying to get you to sign up for things. Mm-hmm. You're like, I, no, no. He's like, no, I know a way to. Or or like Charles Manson, he seems like a fun guy. <laughs> you know what I mean? But he also convinced people to kill people. So you're like, 
I don't necessarily want to be friends with this guy because, you know, he may get in my head. <laughs> yeah, here. Make that was, uh, just heads up, Dusty Slay said that. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, but you listen to him, he seems, I mean, like. He's, and he's, he's musical, he, he sings. Yeah, he, he, he was a songwriter, yeah. He yeah. hung out with the Beach Boys a bit. You can yeah. talk a little bit. It'd be a conversation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he'd keep things lively. Yeah. yeah. He'd keep things lively. Done a lot the question of drugs, would be, does he, does he snore? Yeah. You know, I'd want to know that. Does he snore? <laughs> That's almost would, as important as the crime. You, I think you'd have to accept that you're going to be in his cult, too. Right. Because a guy like that, <clears throat> those guys are, they're so charming that they can make someone do that. You, you Once he walks in, you're like... I'm joining his thing. I think just it will make life easier if it's just yeah. the two of you for 23 hours that you just tell him you bought into all of his yeah. stuff. Yeah. You and just hang like, on yeah, his yeah, every dude, word. I'm, I'm, I'm fine with it. Yeah. I would go with whoever. And That's what like, I do with Dusty. And then he's like, I'm going to need you to carve an X on your forehead. And you're like, well, I'm here for a while. I guess I'll do <laughs> yeah, it. There's time to heal, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Are you going to do it? I was asking that. Yeah. Can I see you do it first, Charles? <laughs> yeah. You know, or you're like, Chuck, come on, Chuck. <laughs> yeah. I'd be Chuck like, in there. dude, I'm in the Q Dogs, and I just. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, they said that uh, Al Capone <clears throat> was obviously a big trouble in any prison. Then they sent Alcatraz, and it broke him. And he ended up joining the Alcatraz band, played banjo, uh, just to kind of. Really? Fit in. Yeah. Yeah, he said something like, uh, you know, this this place. He knew he was done for there. Yeah. Cause it was just so I think it's new. just I think they sent people there who were troubled at other places just to kind of rehabilitate them like just to behave. Wasn't necessarily the worst criminals, but it was the most troublemakers. The craziest. Yeah. yeah. And they had a band though. Apparently. <laughs> yeah. All right. There's a bunch of people try to escape Alcatraz. There's only one time where they haven't found the bodies and they think they just drowned, but they never found the bodies. <clears throat> so, excuse me. So there's, uh, there's some guys who claim that, uh, that they successfully escaped and they, they, uh, found a fingerprint and DNA evidence in 2016 of a guy who was then would have been 83 years old that, uh, they can't swear that it's him, but they, they think they may have made it. They're, the movie Escape from Alcatraz, starring Clint Eastwood, is based on these guys. So they um, took some human hair from wherever they, the barbershop is and put it in the bed and mm -hmm. pulled it up and made it look like they were uh, bodies asleep. asleep. Yeah. And then they took a bunch of uh, raincoats. I guess, I don't know where they got all these raincoats, made a raft with it. And then they... Uh, they think they made it maybe to the mainland. And what, they dig out of their cells? Yeah, they had like a spoon or something, and yeah. they sharpened it. Like and, Shawshank too, huh? And, and Doug... Uh, well, you no, got that in like no, through the... I was the... trying not to say that. Yeah, I haven't seen Shawshank. Oh. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. He I got know it. it just came I out and everything. Yeah. <laughs> I apologize. 30 years ago. <laughs> yeah, they, then he, I just remember a scene from that where they like got things in through the uh, boot hill in Escape from Alcatraz. Like I've never seen the movie. Oh yeah, it was good. It seems like the latest way to break out of prison is just romance. That they find a female guard that they that romance. Was, it just and happened. So, just happened. Yeah, just happened. And then they did that. It <clears throat> happened uh, another time, and they did that show on Showtime about it. It seems like that's the people are like, I'm done digging. Let's that's the just, route I would take. Yeah, let's just see. If yeah, I can. just really give it a go. Just right away. You could. You, I think you could befriend someone. You know, and then just like I mean, yeah, that that guy with that girl. I mean. 
Yeah, you gotta. I think that's a long game, though, right? You can't mm. like flirt a little bit and then like day two be like, right. "Hey, what do you say we get out of here?" You know, yeah. Maybe you gotta. I really friend, gotta. I'd get friend zoned. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it wouldn't work. <laughs> yeah, we just become yeah. pals. She's you like, get, "Listen, you're nice and all, but I'm not gonna break you yeah. out of here." Your roommate gets out. <laughs> <laughs> he steals like, my girl. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He steals, <laughs> and he's and you're like, "Why don't I get?" But I can't come with y'all. And they go, "It's just yeah, someone's got to stay back." And it feels like a third wheel. <laughs> yeah, he goes, "I don't know if you're gonna make it." There's like you're a nice high, guy. Yeah. He goes, "There's a lot of high grass out there. There's not even like Alcatraz." He goes. There's high grass, there's a a highway, there's an interstate, it's five lanes. I go, what, you think you can cross We don't know when we're going to be able to stop to eat. (laughs) Because I watch you on an escalator and I'm like, what are you, I go, this guy can't, look at him, dude. He can't can't handle the outside. He can't handle the outside. He's better off, you're better off here. Yeah. I would definitely be Brooks from Shawshank. Yeah. Yeah. All right, don't say anything. I don't ruin anything. Now that I know there's a Brooks. Yeah. No use in watching. Well, there was a guy in a uh, Brazilian prison whose wife would come to visit him, and he had, I guess they had some alone time or something. He, she brought her, him, the clothes that she was wearing, and then she changed in some other clothes that was in her purse, and then he put on her dress, put on, shaved his arms and legs, put on fake nails, put on a wig, lipstick heels, and walked right out of the prison. But then... A uh, police officer noticed him on the outside, really struggling walking in the hills, and that's what gave him away. Oh, she just uh, should have brought flats. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Why would you bring? Man. Yeah, he why would you it. bring hills? Yeah, bring. Yeah, it's a good I point. guess to really sell, sell it. it, really to sell it. But yeah. it's like, yeah, just bring. Be like, give me some, uh, you know, flats. Yeah, I guess. Dusty, look up uh, Ronald Silva. There's a photo of him in this getup. Um, just to show. And does that girl go to prison? I don't know if she went to prison. I think she did get in trouble. She claimed she didn't know what he was up to. Yeah. But it's hard not to. There he is right there. So Hot. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, Ooh, yeah. Look at Ronald. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, do, do people make it out? <laughs> like, if you escape, are they ever? It seems like no one ever successfully escapes. You know what song I do know? Uh What's that blue tick hound country song? Oh yeah, uh, old red, old red. I, I do that. know that story. What's that? That's the only Blake song Shelton. I know about Blake. Shelton. Old red. Oh. It's Come about, on, somebody, why don't Arizona? you run? Old red. They would, yeah, yeah. It was a prison that it's. Uh, it's the only song I know about lyrics, <laughs> and it was a prison, and they had. Uh, I don't think they had fences, and it's like they would be the guards would be like, yeah, go ahead and run. Because the, they had dogs that would be able to track you. You would never. You're in the middle of nowhere. You never make it. Mm-hmm. And so uh, Blake Sheldon, or the singer, he would walk one of the dogs. It was a blue tick hound or something. And he walks the dog. And what he does is he has he take him on this big walk in the woods. I mean, had a nose that could smell a two day trail. Had a nose. Yeah, four I mean, four legged tracking machine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then. So, and then he gets his buddy to bring another dog. And so when the, those dog would meet and it, like, you know, like they, those dogs loved each other. So one day he runs and then they send old red to go get him. And when he's running this way, he knows old red is running to the do- other dog. Ah. And then he's, and, he's and, and then he got out and he was able to write this song. He says, "Love uh, got love got me in here, and love got me out." out. Yeah, oh, all love, that's in a song. Wow. Some dogs. Yeah. I don't. I'm surprised you don't know that song. I don't know a lot of modern country. That's Blake Shelton's. Like, I don't think it's 
that's super modern. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's I know old uh, country, but I don't know night. Oh, uh, 2001. Yeah. Well, that's not modern, but it's modern by my standard. I, I know the 80s and 90s country, but then mm-hmm. I kind of stopped. You're, then you kind of 9/11, you kind of shut it down. Yeah. Your father, uh, your father just texted me that said that that song's actually about an LSD trip. <laughs> He's like, come yeah. on, man. Yeah. He goes, come. I'm like, dude, dad. It's got nothing to do with prison. Yeah. <laughs> He goes, dude's flipping no out dog. at Woodstock. That's all. That's, he's on the ground. <laughs> there is no dog. It's hallucinating. There's yeah. no dogs. <laughs> I, but like these guys, I mean, if you, I don't know if you're about to. Are you going to read a successful one or do no? You, I don't think. I think they always eventually get caught. I yeah. think that or they, they would keep it supp- quiet. Yeah, they yeah. would suppress the yeah. successful ones. Well, we talked about the. I'm drawing a blank on on his name. The guy who jumped out of the airplane, DB Cooper. DB Cooper. Yeah, yeah. There's the documentary on that. Yep, it's yeah. It you don't hear about him getting. I mean, I just it's like, how do you get out? And then where do you go? I think these guys. I think you could get out, but it's like you have to have a major plan when you get out. You got to have a lot of resources. You got a lot of people that are gonna help you through this because there's just too much against you. Yes, you gotta. Yeah, you have to. You just have to go live in a small town and like. I don't. I don't. You'd have to walk and just be. You got to shack up with somebody. Mm-hmm. You got to got to get somebody that will support you, and you'll be like, I'll you know I'll cut the grass. We should see or prove your crime that you're innocent. Yeah, like the fugitive. Like the fugitive. Yeah. yeah. I wonder if we should try to see if we could help someone escape. Well, that's what I was thinking. I mean, I don't know how many people listen in prison, but I think what we're saying is first think it out. Yeah. yeah. Email you know. us uh, if you think you're like you know what I'm tired of prison. Email. Some of you might not be. And how many listeners but, would be, uh, you know, uh, ready to help as well? You know, you've yes. got a, you've got an army here. You got, you've got a, got a yeah, force. We got, we got a force. So we get all the folks would come yeah. in and be like, yeah, we need you to do. Don't be doing no crazy crimes. We need to be something nice and easy. Uh, I feel like I'm the one that people would likely email to try this, but I'm not going to help. <laughs> no, you just want to put that out there <laughs> yeah, right yeah, now. Yeah, I'm not going to help. Save your, save your Rusty, help. you know what it's like being in prison. I've known a few people on probation and whatnot, and I, I'm not interested. You didn't even like the pressure of being around that. No. That is, yeah, guy's on, he goes, I'm on probation. And you're like, okay. Yeah, I've had quite a few friends get, they get out of jail, and they're like, you know, and it, and it's fine. I like hanging out with them, but I'm not. You're not going to help. Nah. All right. That's fair. That's fair. It's good to get that out there. Yeah. I think Brian's into it. So if you yeah. want to email Brian, anybody in prison, yeah, seems like you're open to it. Uh, Brian's researching Brian's a role, there. really. So. Yeah. 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 I had a whole character arc for my my. Is it going to be a season two? Um. Well, let me hear the arc first. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm just misunderstood. Okay. And I, I feel like uh, I'm going to get out. Okay. I'm guessing with COVID, I'm not going to get out. You'd be low on the list as a. I think you're a serial killer. Yeah. So yeah, you'd but be misunderstood low on the list. serial killer. Okay. I, I think I'm just insecure, and um, I'm going to escape from prison, and I'm going to show up in season two, and they're going to realize I'm a decent guy. Okay. All right. Yeah. I like it. All right. I'll throw that into the mix. Okay. Yeah. I'll talk to Free about good, that. Yeah, that is a good mix. He comes out, and they go. I'll tell you what, <laughs> Larry, not, not bad. Yeah. Not yeah. bad. Not a bad guy. You go, he's a major serial killer. I go, I oh, know. <laughs> <laughs> it surprised me too. <laughs> I don't, dude. Yeah, but have you talked to him about baseball? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the guy, guy knows a lot. 
Yeah. <laughs> tell tell listen to this Don Mattingly story. Um <laughs> <laughs> uh, a guy um painted nectarines. He was in prison. He p- painted nectarines the color of uh a grenade to make it look like a grenade and then told everyone he had a grenade so if they don't back off, you know, he's going to blow it up. His wife took helicopter lessons. She landed the helicopter on the roof of the Ooh. prison and they escaped. Um, they believed him? Yeah. Mm-hmm. They believed he had a grenade yeah. in prison. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, she landed it, the helicopter on a football field, and they still caught up with him somehow. I guess, you know, helicopters, they take a little while to come down and land. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a very big sign. Yeah, it's a very big sign. Yeah. It's just like, this is my, this fun. They go, it's either tornado or... <laughs> This is my favorite story. Yeah. <laughs> because I picture the guy's wife coming to visit him and he's like, All right, I got a plan. Yeah. All right, I'm gonna get out of here. You need to not only learn how to fly a helicopter, you gotta get a helicopter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And she's like, That's a lot. Like, what are you doing? He's like, I have to paint a nectarine. <laughs> tangerine, whatever. Well, it was. It was a nectarine. It's a nectarine. I have to paint a nectarine. Yeah. Go, how many here. nectarines are there? He goes, You wouldn't believe how many nectarines. He goes, I- I can mess up for days on these nectarines, and there's just they keep coming. That's such a weird fruit that they would give prisoners. Yeah, uh, I don't know if I know what a nectarine is. It an like I think a small orange, small orange, and he probably ruined it for everybody. Yeah. After that, they're like nothing else that can look no like more a nectarines. All bananas, all That's bananas, all and a guy paints it as a gun. Yeah, yeah. Oh my God. All right, no more fruit. All right, asparagus only. Oh, no, no. Uh, yeah, it would be. Uh, yeah, it is like how is no one? There is a moment though. You're like. Does he have a grenade? Like, where would he where get would that he grenade? Get this? Yeah, do we? Are we not metal? Like, you'd want to? Metal detector is not a thing anymore. What are we doing? Because how are we letting people in? It's such they an check odd everybody. weapon to have. Yeah, to be able to somehow have. How did you get a grenade? Yeah, yeah, just like all, like when I'm in the airport, right? Sometimes you know you go through all the security, and then you're sitting in there, and then after we're through all the security, we're sitting there. They come through with a dog, and the dog's smelling all the bags, and I'm like, "So did the other stuff we just did? You're not you're not sure that's working? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like why is it that you got a dog smelling bags if I've just gone through security? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think most people deal with this problem. <laughs> zero, they zero right yeah, in yeah, yeah, on Dusty. Eighty nine percent dog Dusty over there. Right? Yeah, Dusty yeah, I mean, are you? Do they? I don't think they can make you switch seats, but I get asked to switch seats. I get made to switch seats every time I fly, and that's crazy. It's always exciting for me at t- the TSA when I go through and they do a bag check because. You know there's nothing in your bag, but then part of you is like, Nervous. what's in there? Yeah. Everything it hap- in my bag. <laughs> it, it happened to me uh, yesterday, actually. I got pulled, and, and I was like, what is in that bag? What is? And it was that, uh, it was your uh, semi-truck. Uh, oh. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was that. It was that. They didn't know what that was. But you're yeah. always like, are they going to pull? They, is, am I, am I going to be yeah. surprised? And that's He's almost more suspicious. Yeah. You're like, I don't, I don't know where that came and from. And then, yeah, you're in prison. Then, like, two weeks later, you're like, Oh, yeah. You know what? I did buy a gun. <laughs> on it. Did. Yeah. Dead gum it. Here we All right. He got me. Uh, 
Um, in yeah, it, but it is true. Why didn't no one ask this guy? It, like, it feels like if one officer goes, "How'd you get the grenade?" He, it's like you just going. He, he just doesn't. He freezes. He's like, "I got a grenade." You're like, "Well, how did you get it?" He's like, I, "It was someone threw it in." <laughs> yeah. He goes, "Like, you just would be like, just explain because he's he's away from you." And so you're yeah, because you're yeah, back up and then just up, be go, like, all right, bud, I'm gonna walk. I'm gonna see walk what happens. You out. Let's see what happens. Just how did you? I would like to just so we can fix the problem in the future. Yeah. <laughs> how did you get the grenade? <laughs> Dad, well, it fell down. He goes, I it does. I don't have to tell you why. Yeah. That's why you have a grenade. That's so right. I don't have to tell you why I got it, how I got a grenade. But you I got wanna, one. Yeah, you don't want to take a chance that he really does have one. Just follow his wife's helicopter that's going to mm-hmm. take thirty minutes to mm-hmm. land. <laughs> With all the wind, and, and she does, and she's like, "He's like, go higher." She goes, "I don't like to go that high." <laughs> they get they're barely, I'm new. They get, they're barely, I'm new at this. They're barely above the power lines. It's like the police are just walking under. Yeah, it's not hard to track it. Yeah, you wouldn't think. Hmm. <laughs> well, didn't work. In uh, "Catch Me If You Can," the guy Frank Ab- Abigail, I think, is his name that Leonardo DiCaprio p- played. He uh, convinced the prison that he was an undercover inspector, just uh, observing the prison um, to see how they're doing. And he convinced them so much, they started really giving him special treatment because they wanted a good review for the prison. Oh, like he was a secret shopper kind of thing? Yeah. Like like, he was in there undercover. Yeah, guys, I'm undercover as a prisoner just to see how you're doing, letting you know. know, So then they started really just... Wait, that's what he told them? Yeah. Yeah. And they believed it. Wow. So they started really like being on the up and up, giving him special treatment because they wanted a good review. It's so like when you come to your restaurant or whatever, you know. You want to, and yeah. then they eventually just let him leave and walk out. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Well, that's, that guy I'm going to try that. That guy was great. <laughs> yeah. Like that's what's crazy with him. Yeah, didn't he, he works at the FBI or something? Or he did? He did, I think. Yeah. Did he I die? He, no, I think he's still alive. Is he out? Like he's out? And- I don't know. Uh, is that it? Oh, that's Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah, he to. did. Uh, he did stuff that. Uh, Maybe that was part of his sentence. If he worked with them, he got a lighter sentence to help them. Yeah, he's still alive. Yeah, he does. I think he worked like in the movie. They get him working for like the FBI. Uh, he, yeah, you can. I mean, it's like it's funny because this guy yeah. is just like a a super smart. Like just charming, charm is gigantic. I think yeah. charm's a very overlooking factor. Charm is how you get out of everything. Get you out of a lot of scrapes, right? Yeah, and because you you if you're if you can just be super charming, someone and trust and all that, like that's how you get. F- if if you're in this kind of life, that's how you get. F- I mean, every in anything, mm-hmm. but that's how you get far. And I like that ploy of like, you know, people are nervous about their jobs. And so if you can be charming enough and convince them that you're there to, did you, did, when you worked at Applebee's, did you ever have a secret customer yeah. come in? I had that happen yeah. once. Yeah. I, mine did not work out well. Oh, really? I read the report and they said that they had asked about, because I didn't, I was not a good waiter at this place called Daltz. It was owned by TGI Fridays. And I didn't have the menu memorized. Oh, you do? Okay. Mm -hmm. I didn't have the menu memorized or anything. So I read the report and it said, we we asked him about the salad dressings and he clearly did not know what salad dressings were. So he he (laughs) pointed to the menu and told us to read it, saying he'd hate to leave out our favorites. And then... 
towards the that's end of the meal. Line. That's a yeah. good line. You know, I, I, that, well, that was the, where the charm came in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I had yeah. to cover it up. And then, and then he said, they said that at one point I offered free sodas and desserts because I didn't have to run it through the register as long as they hooked me up <laughs> with a good tip. <laughs> <laughs> Which was my go-to move. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's a tough. But one. I didn't know I would get caught. But I didn't get fired because I was uh, the the shortstop on the softball team, and we were doing pretty good. So I just got reprimanded. Yeah, yeah, it's important. But it was shocking to know that I was being spied on. Yeah, and no idea. No idea. No idea. No idea. No. You just be like, hey, how you doing? Is that when you got down on one knee next to the table? There you go. <laughs> Guys, hey, come listen, on, listen, yeah. guys, listen. Uh, you know, yeah. you want some free cheesecake? Hey, soda's out of control. <laughs> you know, you I worked I mean? at a restaurant. And they had they said it had a sign that said, "If you if your drinks don't appear on the receipt, you know, let us know and you'll you'll get twenty dollars." And that was the the oh, restaurant the way, way that they were trying to keep up. Right. Oh, I got so it. I had a table one time. Something happened, and I never, you know, because I knew I could get fired. So I was like, something happened with some drinks, and I was like, here, I'll, I'll just give you this one, and I'll not charge you for it. You know, so, you know. And then the bartender calls me and he goes, hey, there's some people down here trying to get the 20 bucks. And I went down there and they go, oh, yeah, we just thought you didn't charge us. We thought we won. I go, no, you're going to get me in trouble. <laughs> yeah. They were like, oh, sorry. And then they left. Wait, the bartender, were you at home? No, the bartender was, oh. no, I was upstairs. The bartender was my friend and he oh. called me on the on the okay. restaurant phone. All right. Yeah, he was, trying, he was trying to not get me fired. I thought you went home. Oh, and then I had and, to come back. And then he calls you at home. He goes, hey. <laughs> he goes, Dusty, you want to head on back down? And you go back down. No, I mean, I could have. I live close. Yeah. But yeah. I might have just said, let me get fired. Yeah. Well, you were more honest than I was, I think. I would not charge people soda sometimes at the beginning because you think it's going to get you a bigger tip and it doesn't. Nah. Because yeah. it's, it's about the price. They tip off the price. And when you first start, you don't realize that. And you think like, hey, I'm hooking you up. You'd have to say it. Like that. Yeah. You have to say you'd, that. Or you'd have to have some regulars that knew. Like my sister worked around the corner, and she'd come in and sit in my section and get a soda, a soup, a salad, and a dessert. All four items you just make yourself right. as, as a waiter, and then she'd leave a nice tip and walk out of there. And You uh, got to let them know you're Robin Hood. I'm Robin Hood here. Oh, yeah. yeah you were of Robin Hood. I was Robin Hood. I'm Robin I don't Hood know what the adults. statute of limitations, but I may go to prison for this. This could go full <laughs> circle. Could go. You could be talking in a couple of weeks about how I'm in prison. Just call me Robin Daltz. Yeah, I thought Daltz was out of business. I thought I had immunity <laughs> at this point. Yeah. I didn't know there was one in the you area. Go, oh, I'm going to go tell them. Yeah, I'm going to go to Daltz tonight, and I'm going to present them with a check. Yeah. Yeah. And just to make sure I, I don't get in trouble. I'm going to take is, UberX over there, and I'm going to give them their money back. That's It is funny that it's like uh, you would you say this, you're like, I don't it's a dumb restaurant, Daltz. And Bates is like, me and my mom are going there tonight. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, what's that? They're still around. He goes, yeah, right around It the was delicious. They had great food. I, yeah. I But the, the one by, by me closed down. Yeah. A lot of salad dressings. Too many to memorize, honestly. A lot of salad dressing. I remember one time I went in, too, and it said the special of the, the, the soup was gazpacho, and I'd never even heard of gazpacho. I didn't know how to pronounce it or anything. And I said, I went to the manager. I said, what's gazpacho? And he says, it's just the salsa. Just give him a bowl of the salsa. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I don't think that's how gazpacho works. Is it a nice restaurant? It was it's it's nice, yeah. 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 It's it's nice. The one on White Bridge Road's pretty nice. Yeah, is it but is it like uh you know, like a TGI Fridays or like Jay Alexander's? Or I think it, it tried to be or not tried, it, it it's owned by TGI Fridays. So I think maybe yeah. it's like would you say that it's like a little bit elevated from TGI Fridays? 
Yeah. I mean, the one on White Bridge Road is pretty old, but okay. Um, I think that was the intention. Yeah. I think that's I think that's what I kind of. A restaurant you could celebrate on any day, really. Yeah. You know. It'd be like, but you go to Dalt's would be like, we're going on a date night. Yeah. We're going to go to Dalt's. These yeah. jokes are deep. Yeah. But if this was in Virginia, I'd That's get funny. a lot of like, you know, the lady will have the fajitas yeah. and I will have oh, the taquitos. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. And then I'd just go like, well, have you tried the quesadillas? Yeah. Because that's good too. You know, I just play into it. It is yeah. hard when the table pronounces something wrong. And you know the right way to pronounce it, but now you have to repeat the order back to them. Yeah, it's like, yeah. do I say it wrong I'd, I'd or do right I correct it. them? No, yeah. I'd go right into it. I don't want to be uppity to them. Yeah. I don't want to ruin their good time. So you had the fajitas. The fajitas, <laughs> and you had the taquitos. And yeah. Yeah. Yeah, David, yeah, yeah. David Spade on his new special that talks just about that, how he'll purposely say something wrong just to mess with the server, just to oh, yeah. see their head explode. Yeah. I struggled with what euros because the first time I went to New York City, I uh, pointed in the menu and the guy goes, the gyros. And I'm like, is that, that's how it is? That is gyros? And then everybody says euros. I thought it was gyros. Or heroes. Yeah, I've heard it all three ways. Heroes? Yeah, I've heard heroes. I think when I was in Greece, I heard that. I just had one. I don't eat a lot of those. And I just had one a week ago because when I drove by this restaurant, that comedian Brody Stevens. Yeah. There was a huge mural of Brody Stevens on the side of the restaurant. And then it said, enjoy it, Brody Stevens. And wow. I thought, you know what? I'm gonna go in here just based on that. Yeah. And it was as disorganized and confused <laughs> on the inside as yeah. Brody was. Yeah. I think, really at the end of the they day. Go, What's that? Yeah. Your mural's nice. They go, I don't know what that means. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, all right. <laughs> yeah. But uh yeah. Had a hero. I thought of someone who escaped, and at least for a while, what did stay out on El Chapo. Oh, yeah. When they built that underground tunnel for him. Was that in Mexico, though? Yeah. Mexico is a little different. I mean, I think Mexico, I think you're a chump if you stay. Yeah. Like, that seems like that's a revolving door that if you can't get out of a Mexican prison, it's like, well, he's what done, Especially if you're a drug he's, lord. He's done yeah. it a couple times, right? Yeah. Hasn't he done it a couple times? Yeah, yeah. that's why, that's why they were like, we're going to send you here. And it's like, it's not good. He hasn't got out again. Uh, I don't think he, those guys, you do not want to go to a U.S. prison. Yeah. Like, uh, Mex- in Mexico, it seems like they can, I mean, they go to that prison. It's like, I mean, they're, they're going to be out in an hour. Well, if it's anything like the TV shows I watch, because that's where I get all my information, yes. then there, it seems like it's a little looser of a system yes. where you can kind of get people to turn the other way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a movie uh, called Get the Gringo with Mel Gibson. I don't know if you've yeah, seen that. I've seen it. And uh, I thought it was a good movie, but the prison that he's in, I don't know if that's accurate, but it seems like it's almost like he's in a, a, a small city. Yeah. The prison is like there's just things going on in there, but you just can't leave. It's like, yeah, like there's kids selling stuff, and yeah, yeah, it's like you walking down like uh, a town. Yeah, yeah. I'm just shocked you haven't seen Shawshank, but you've seen Get the Gringo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's 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 what I'm taking away from this whole. I might go watch it again tonight. Episode. Yeah. Oh, I wanted to say this. This is, this is uh, random, but I did want to say this, that you know, I listen to the podcast every week, and I love it. And I go on walks, and I listen to it. The hardest I've ever laughed is when I woke up one morning, and I looked at the title, and it said, Candy Part 2. <laughs> That's the hardest I've ever laughed just by the title. And I, my dream is that even though whatever we talk about today, it's called Candy Part 3. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh. We had to get back into it. Yeah, yeah. no, I, there was too There's much left to on say. the table. There's a lot more yeah. to say. Yeah. Yeah. I loved it. I loved it. There was a guy in Korea who was a yoga instructor, and he could contort his body. So he went to prison, and he found a way to slide himself through the food slot. Like they had the bars and just the little slot that yeah. you put your tray in, and he wow. he contorted his body to get through there, go through and, there, and then found a way out through the kitchen, kind of thing. I guess so. Yeah. Imagine getting through the food slot and then being like, "Oh, <laughs> they're like, what are you doing out? Yeah. <laughs> get back in there because yeah. it's, it's not. Yeah, it'll take a while. Yeah, and there's yeah. not a lot of food slots throughout the whole. Well, America. you know, he gets to the food slot. He's like, <sighs> he's just like cracking his neck. He looks over and there's two more food slots. <laughs> oh, and he's like, man. And now he's got to just go back in the booth. Do it again? Yeah. He's, I mean, because he probably had to try it. So then he's. <laughs> what, he gets stuck? If I he mean, gets what stuck. if they, yeah, he's just in there. One day they open it. And he's just sitting in it in the food and slot. And the food slot's so big you can get your head through. I imagine that if you can get your head through it, the rest of the body's not that hard. No, huh? once you get your head through something, apparently you can get the rest of your body, body through it. How do you get your head through it? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Still seems like your shoulders would have a hard time. Yeah. Shoulders are not. You go, what do you think about the shoulders? He goes, that's, that's tough. <laughs> he goes, it's all head to shoulders. Once you get past that, <laughs> he goes, I mean, you couldn't even lock me in. I'm going to commit, I'm going to uh, uh, admit another crime here. But when I was little, my parents were uh, furniture shopping and they had a um, like a snack machine in the back with candy in it. And it was one of those old time ones. And I reached my hand up to try to get to the candy and got stuck <laughs> and i got stuck in there with my literally with my oh, hand wow. in the cookie jar and i had to be yell, yelling and they came and my parents stood there while they had to go get a crowbar and get me out of this <laughs> thing and i was there for like 15 minutes like, what were you doing i was like nothing yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't worry about it nothing yeah. you're just looking at your own fingers yeah just, <laughs> just so close to that yeah juicy fruit gum right there did you get did they did they throw you some candy you know or? you they should have yeah. but no i was reprimanded lesson learned yeah yeah. Lesson learned. Yeah. yeah What's sure. a good way? Some dumb criminals. Uh, there's so many of them. There's now TV shows just about dumb criminals. I found one, though, from last month that I thought was pretty good. This is in Georgia. A guy called the police at McDonald's to complain about his fries being lukewarm, mm. not hot. Police showed up, and there's video of all this, a body cam. He complains that the manager, you know, his fries were cold, and then complain about it and then the guy goes and talks to the manager turns out the guy who called a police complaint had outstanding warrants for a homicide hmm. so wow. he uh they eventually figure out what's going on he kind of freaks out they chase him through the mcdonald's parking lot and they tase him and now he's in prison but a guy wanted for murder calls police because his fries are cold wow yeah i i wonder if you like a guy that's in that state, if you just forget that you murdered someone. Yeah, I think you probably convinced yourself that it yeah, didn't that happen. Yeah, that didn't happen, and then you're, you know, and it's been long enough that you eventually just go, my fries are cold, <laughs> and they're doing this on purpose. Yeah, I watched the, the police body cam, and they asked the guy's name, and you could tell he's a little hesitant, like, oh, you want to get into this, but he gives him his name. Then the guy goes in, talks to the manager, comes out, and he says, look, here's the deal. The manager said he'll he'll refund your money. Are you okay with that? But he wants you to never come into this McDonald's again. And the guy goes, I don't even live here. You know, I ain't going to come. He's like, yeah, but you got to fill out this thing just saying that you're never come again. And he's about to get away with just leave. But then all of a sudden the guy just freaks out and he takes the clipboard. And he's like, I don't trust you guys. I'm standing over here. 
And he's like, what's your problem? And he finally just takes off running. And then they chase him. And then they find out later he's wanted for murder. Oh, they didn't even look it up. No, he just yeah. kind of freaked out. Like maybe while they was inside talking to the manager, he started thinking about. You he's know. like, oh, I have killed a guy. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I've gotten away with that. Maybe the cold fries is not that big of a deal after all. Mm-hmm. I'm, I find it interesting that the cops even chased him too, because like if that guy is just like, you got to be like, oh my God, we're wasting our time of right. warm mm-hmm. fries. And if the guy freaks out and just runs into the woods, I think I'm, I'm like, all right, that's <laughs> yeah, done. That solves that. Yeah, that yeah. solves that. But that guy ruined it for all the other people that are just trying to call about lukewarm fries yep. and run in the woods. Because yep. you're going to be like, well, I got to assume all of you killed someone. Because <laughs> no, the this. one time I went and chased him, that yep. guy killed someone. Mm-hmm. Yep. And you're like, I didn't kill anybody. I just am so mad. I think that's the that's the lesson. If you have warm fries, stay on your ground. There's a little bit, too, yeah. that you want to say from McDonald's. Y'all need to get it together at your places because you're driving people to this insanity. Your yeah. ice cream machine's broke. Your, your fries are not always, you know, it's mm-hmm. like they can be sitting there like McDonald's. You want to go like people expect a product. We like McDonald's. Yeah. And, and some of this is so this is on McDonald's as much as it is on that guy. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, keep it hot. Keep it hot. I mean, what are you doing? Yeah. Why are we I mean, we there's here? murderers trying to eat, too. Yeah. <laughs> and they need it quick. Yeah. Maybe Burger, like if Burger King came out with a slogan, like Burger King, you won't go to prison. <laughs> yeah. We got your back. Yeah. Fries are hot. Yeah. We keep your, we keep your mouth shut. <laughs> Fries so hot, you won't need to call the police. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there you go. Like that's that. our yeah. only, that should be like their mission statement or their, what is them their... Yeah. Kind of slogan should be like, we don't want a guy that just got done murdering a guy. <laughs> he comes in here, has a nice meal. It's probably a little stressed and hot. Yeah. Give him some hot fries. But up bum bum bum. I'm loving it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's the new commercial. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Keep him out. Yeah. Yeah. Are we is it Yeah, I wanted to ask you about your fake towns or that you put in here. I noticed Raising Hope, they were in Natesville. Yeah, yeah. So um, After me. Yep, after you, before I met cool, you. Dude. I thought I had a premonition. Um, yeah, all the towns, like uh, Earl is Camden County. That's my oldest son, Camden. Okay. Uh, uh, Raising Hope is Natesville for my middle son, Nathan. Okay. Then we had... Uh, after me. Yep. Then we had the, the, the guest book was in, season one was in Mount Trace for my son, Trace. Mm-hmm. Then I skipped my wife, and uh, whose name is Kim, because I couldn't think of anything at the time. So then, uh, guest book season two, they lived at Mabel Beach, which is my dog. So I went dog, yeah, yeah. dog next. And then for Sprung, I was like, I can't think of something for Kim. And then the uh, set decorator said, how about Kimberton? And I was like, oh, perfect. Oh, perfect. So we went with Kimberton. Yeah, so now uh-huh. everybody's been represented. And so- Now I can retire. Oh, I thought you were going to get a divorce and get a new family. Yeah. yeah. Well, that too. So when will you do the next family, the other family that you have? <laughs> oh, oh, the, the, the secret family? family? Soon. 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 Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I look forward to a dusty town okay. at some point. Yeah. You know, an old Wild West type village. Yeah. Most of the towns I write about are dusty. Yeah. So that'll fit right in. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. Yeah. yeah, we'll get that in Too there. I may have to notes. adopt you first. Yeah. yeah. To make it all That's legit. okay. I could use it. But yeah. Yeah. yeah, he doesn't have a dad. If yeah. you apply to college again, we're gonna have to lie about my finances <laughs> yeah. if you want that Pell Grant. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> we're gonna have to do some fudging on the paperwork. Well, someone said that maybe the Pell, Mister Pell, had died. I believe. Yeah, so. but his son Pell Junior is still out there, so oh, you get okay. a smaller grant. 
So okay. Yeah. Well, uh, that that's it. Yeah. Because I want to end on a story. Okay. That with uh, with Greg, that that's a wonderful story about the writer's strike. And uh, I don't know if you had that. It's a, I think I think it's a good story to tell. Yeah, sure. I don't know if anybody knows this, uh, but uh, when the writer's strike was in, when was the writer's strike? Two thousand eight, I believe. Yeah, yeah. two thousand eight. And I feel like this story sums up great. Uh, and I love it. And it's, yeah, 2008, I actually wrote for a show during the writer's strike. I was the opposite. <laughs> you were scabbed. You scabbed. Yeah, all that. The yeah. first, I wrote for this uh, Spike Video Game Awards. And I, you know, I, I was like a comic and I got wrote for it. And then it was like the strike happened. And it's like, you're just like, you know, it's like, well, are we not supposed to be writing? They didn't put our names on the credits to like, I guess so we don't get in trouble. Yeah. But you're like, we're not even writers, dude. Like we're yeah, it's the- not like you were in the guild and you were breaking I don't blame you at all for yeah, that. I was like, I didn't even know what's happening in your uh but I remember it was like a big day, like we're not putting your name on. And then I even still I kinda wanted if they would have really asked me, I'd have been like, I still would like it on. Yeah, I'd like some acknowledgement. Yeah, my parents like, are gonna watch this. Yeah, my parents are like, I don't know what's happening with this <laughs> like what is a guild? I don't know. <laughs> So, but they went on strike. The writers went on strike, and it was a big thing. And then you can, well, I I a long time ago I was eating at a Roy Rogers when I was doing the show yesterday, and I was because uh, I love Roy Rogers hamburgers, love them, and uh, and I and I was watching the people behind the counter and they're working hard, and I thought I've I've had hard jobs, you know, I grew up doing landscaping, whatever, pumping gas, and you know, real real jobs, and uh, and and at that time I was running a show and it was just I was pampered and stuff. And I what thought, was the show? Yes, dear. Yes, was dear. the show I was yeah. doing at the time. And I thought, I wonder if I could go back and and do a, a an honest day's work, you know, where I'm not pampered. And I thought, started thinking like that would be a fun like book to write. Like uh, I'll do a different job every month and. And in my mind, I, I would get to know the people, and it would be funny because I'd be talking about my own struggles with it and everything. And and then I just to have a game show element, I would pick one person that I work with, give them ten thousand dollars, and then just disappear, and then go do another thing. So while you're reading the book, maybe you're like, oh, who's he going to give it to? Whatever. But I had that idea, but then I just kept working. I never had time to do it or try it. And then I started watching, like, uh, seeing, like, 30 Days with Morgan Spurlacher and Undercover Boss, and all these things started coming up. And I was like, ah, people are already kind of doing this. But then the writer strike hit, and uh, all of a sudden I had free time. And I thought, let me try this one time. Let me just see if I can do it as an experiment. And plus, you had to pick it as a, as a, as a writer. You had to, like, go out there and pick it all day with a sign. And I asked him, I said, what if you have a job? Like, what if you have another job? And they're like, oh, you don't have to pick it if you have another job. And I was like, all right, well, good, because I don't want to pick it. <laughs> yeah. So let me go. This is going to kill two birds with one stone. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, I drove uh, one exit past my house to try to get past a little bit of, like, the fast food, like, people would go to in my neighborhood. And there was a Jack in the Box and a McDonald's and a Burger King. And I went into each one of them. And at the Burger King, they said, well, sit down and fill out the application, and then we'll have an interview. And I was like, oh, man, I wasn't prepared for that to happen <laughs> yeah. right away, right? <laughs> and, like, because my driver's license, like, I got to explain my my address. Like, I live in the in a neighborhood with, like, the Kardashians. And, <laughs> yeah. you know, I was, yeah. I walked, but Kevin Durant moved in around the corner. He's sitting there. Like, it's like, how am I going to explain this? So they they sat down. Uh, she sat down, the manager, and she interviewed me. And, uh, and I said, uh, I told her that I worked for a family. I lived with a family, and I helped take care of their kids. And so I said, I can only work during the school hours, which I also thought 
like I'd worked so hard. I didn't want to say to my kids, now that dad has some time off, rather than spend time with you, he's going to go work at Burger King. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. So I worked from, t- so I got hired. He, what she, family she hired would me. hire you to take care of their kids? No, no I family. Mean, yeah, that goes the odds. No family. <laughs> yeah. None. So I, 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 so I worked uh, uh, 10 to 2. Uh, Monday through Friday, I got the job. And so, you know, I showed up the first day and they gave me my uniform and it was too small. They gave me a small, it barely, I couldn't even tuck it in. I showed a little, a little uh, midriff there yeah. and, the, and the shirt was real small. And I just started working there and I'd go home every day and I'd write some notes about it and uh, try to come up with funny stuff and get to know the other people that worked there and everything. And, and I'd have a couple friends that knew about it that would come in and have lunch and just kind of sit there and watch me. And, and one time my wife and kid came, but, um, after about two weeks, I, st- I started running out of stuff to write about. Now I'm just working at Burger King. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like at this point, I'm just, I'm just working at Burger King, yeah. really. And I thought, man, I could like mess around with people. Like I could mess around if I wanted to. Maybe that would be interesting if I like started messing around. But I was like, everybody's working hard in here. I don't want to be mm. the jerk who's yeah. like not taking this seriously. So I was a cashier and a janitor. I clean the bathrooms. I clean up the mm. tables and stuff and and uh, just do all that stuff. There was a couple times where like uh, – there was this one guy who had an Orange County Choppers hat on, that, that show that they used to do motorcycles. And, and I had been on an episode because they did a My Name is Earl bike. And so I did say to him, I was like, I knew I was going to be quitting soon. I was like, hey, man, remember this? You watch that show? He goes, yeah. I go, watch this Thursday show. I said, just remember me. And he was like, okay. So I'm sure that kind of blew his mind. Oh, he was yeah, like, yeah. what in the world? But yeah, when it, but then it kind of, uh, I heard the strike was going to end. So um, so I went to my manager and I sat her down after my shift and I said, you know, I, I, I'm going to be leaving today. And she was like, what are you talking about? And she liked me a lot. Being, she tried to get me in the management trainee program. Oh. <laughs> yeah, she came to me after two weeks and she said, I want you to come in the management trainee program. And I said, uh, I can't, you know, this family I live with. And she's like, Greg, you have to worry about your future. You have to think about yourself, not other people. And so I sat her down and I said, look, it's my last day. And she's like, why, why? And I said, look, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm, I'm actually a television writer, and I'm working on a book. And, and I told her there was actually a book because I didn't want the next part to be awkward. So I said, uh, I said I'm, I'm working on this book, and I'm doing different jobs, and now I need to do a different job. And she goes, oh, man, now I have to hire someone else. And I go, yeah, I know. I said, that was part of this that I didn't even think that I was kind of put you in a bad spot. So I feel bad about that. But And I said, but here's the thing. I said, the publisher of the book, which, again, there was none, but I said, the publisher of the book wants me to give – something to one person and and I had picked her because I got to know her the best and she was a really hard working woman with this backstory and 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 I said so I do have something for you and I gave her a cashier's check for ten thousand dollars and then all of a sudden she was like oh my god oh my god you you can keep the shirt if you want and uh, (laughs) you know Uh, yeah yeah and she was just confused as heck and and I left I remember calling my buddy um Alan Kirschenbaum this this other writer and uh and I said, yeah, I gave her the check. She seemed kind of confused. And he goes, oh, was she confused? Maybe because it's the craziest thing that's ever <laughs> happened yeah. to her. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so then the next day I went back to picketing and um, and my phone rang and it was her. And she said, um, listen, uh, uh, I just wanted to say thanks again. And and I Googled you and and and, I, and we love my name is Earl. And uh, we're going to, you know, I, I think we're going to use the money for our kids' education or maybe get a big TV. <laughs> and I said, <laughs> Well, I said, look, it's your money. You do what what you want with it. And she goes, but I did tell my my bosses. I got a little nervous, so I told my bosses, and they might be calling you the the Burger King, uh, not the king himself, but yeah, uh, yeah. you know. And I said, that's fine. They can call me. So about an hour later, I get a call from a guy. He says, ah, it's so and so from Burger King Corporation. I hear you've been working at one of our stores, Mr. Garcia. I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. Here you writing a book. 
And I go, hey, listen, first of all, there's no real book. I don't know if there'll ever be a book. And it's not like Fast Food Nation. I'm not trying to like do some expose. It's about the people that work there. And I explained the whole thing to him. I, I said, if anything, you know, my wife said this was going to turn me off of fast food. If anything, it's the opposite. I've never seen a place run so well, so clean. I said, it's, it's, and he goes, you can mention Burger King anytime you <laughs> yeah, want. Yeah, please yeah. do. And then he sent me a card. He sent me a little gold card, Burger King card. I get bur free Burger King for the rest of my life. Oh, wow. Yeah, wow. so I have that. And uh, I don't use it a ton, but I- uh, $10,000 well spent. Yeah, I yeah. know, right? Yeah. And, 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 and so what I do now is I, I do use it. I go into a Burger King and just everybody in line. I'm like, hey, guys, I got this. You get a Whopper. You get a Whopper. You get a Whopper. <laughs> and people get confused. And there'll be some yeah. people that'll be like, I can get my own food. I can get my own food. Yeah. I'm like, okay, but I, it's free. Don't worry. And like, I can get it. And one time I was sitting there, and afterwards, and one was sitting next to me, standing next to me. We were both waiting for the food. And she said, why do you have a free Burger King card? And I said, you know, it's a long story, but basically I worked for them, and and they gave it to me as, 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 a, as a gift afterwards. And she goes, oh. I should have got fries. Yeah. <laughs> I said, you want fries? We're going to add some fries on there. Yeah. yeah. But but I'm still the manager. We're still friends. We we text all the time. She came over to my house, hung out for a while with her kids. And it turned into a whole thing, man. She she called me one time. She was having trouble with her husband. I ended up on the phone with him for about two and a half hours, talking <laughs> him through that. I mean, it turned. This story could go on for yeah. hours. Trust me. There's a lot to be told. But that, that was the gist of it. That yeah. was the gist of it. It was, uh, it was a fun time. And again, it was an experience. I used some of that in a show I did called Super Clyde. It didn't get on, but it was just going out there and doing something goofy. Yeah, that uh, I, I mean, it makes me want to do it. Like it's the idea. It's you just sometimes you do want to like kind of go back and I and I think people could even want that. Uh, you know, in not even like this career, but in like the older you get the more you could be it's a you know in your head it's a simpler time of just you're i work at this restaurant and there was yeah. something very you know zen about the job compared to what i used to be doing because i'd go out and wipe the tables down for like 20 minutes and it was like this is i don't have to think about anything else i'm just doing mm -hmm. this and everything and so but that was you know obviously there's people working there that have two jobs you know they're yeah. not like having a zen experience <laughs> right. but i'm just yeah. talking about my experience in fact she said to me once i said i said to her i go Hey, um, why? I, sometimes I hear you guys speak in Spanish, and then I hear my name. I said, "What were you, what were you guys saying about me?" And they were like, "She was like, we couldn't believe a white guy was lasting this long." Yeah, she's like, "We've had white guys before; they don't last this long in this job." And then she also said to me, one time about a year later, she goes, "You know, I was telling um, Enrique, you know, the other day, and he was just standing around." And I said, "Greg wouldn't be standing around. Greg would be going to." And I go, "No, no, 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 no. Greg yeah. was there as a bit." He yeah. was writing a book. No, you can't use me. Enrique has two jobs. He drives yeah. Domino Pizza at night. Let him yeah. take a break. Yeah, like, don't yeah. use me as an yeah. example. That's yeah. not what this was about. Yeah, yeah, by any means. But yeah, it yeah. was a trip. That's awesome. I love that. It. Is a I've great story. It. Yeah, that's really. I've great. always loved yeah. that story. Uh, all right. Uh, as always, uh, well, we love all you. And then uh, go watch Sprung. Uh, I've watched it. It's awesome. Season finale this week. Season, right? season finale. finale this Friday. And this then Friday. all 10 of them will be up there and available to binge watch for the rest of your life. Rest all of right. your life. Yep. It's a, it's a super fun show. I remember reading this. Uh, you sent me the script. And, uh, and it was just like, uh, it, it's just such a fun idea. It's a, it's a great show. Uh, so thanks for coming on. Uh, yeah, I'll be when this this comes out this week. Mm -hmm. I'm in Thousand Oaks, uh, Long Beach, San Francisco, New Mexico, uh, and then four shows in Phoenix taping the special. 
So next time I come back, I'll be uh, special. Will be taped. This Thursday, I'm in Springfield, Missouri. First time ever to Springfield. Mm, That's where right. the Bass Pro Shop is, right? Yeah, it's a big one. Yeah, I'll have to check the original. That out. I'm at uh, Billiards of Springfield. It's a pool hall, I guess, and they also do comedy shows. So I'll be there Thursday night. So please come to that. And then Friday and Saturday, I'm at Helium Comedy Club in St. Louis. Oh, all right. Look at that. Yeah, it's big. This is happening. Yeah. Well, I'll be at the Greenville, South Carolina Comedy Zone this weekend. I just was in Jacksonville. I wanted to show this this little girl made a card to Dusty from Elizabeth, and she said, uh, hello, I watch you in the Nate Land podcast. And then she drew a picture of me. Oh, that's awesome. She says, hey, Bear, and we're having a good time. Ooh, that's awesome. Maybe show it to the camera instead of us. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> that's, that's you? Yeah. Sorry, Elizabeth. Sorry yeah. about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that's me uh, there. That's yeah. very nice. Yeah. Oh, but yeah, I was so at Jacksonville cool. Comedy Zone. Yeah. We had a lot of fun this week. Greenville, South Carolina Comedy Zone. It's going to be great. Yeah. And if this uh, if this comes out tomorrow, I'll be in the Nashville area at various Dalts giving away free sodas and Boom. desserts. All Where right. they, find <laughs> you at, uh, they find you at Burger King. Yep. You know? <laughs> I'll be there. He'll be at Burger King. Wait, there's a Burger King at the uh, airport. We could go get free Burger King. Yeah, I want to. Oh, the airport might be the only place that oh, doesn't take and it. Here we go. Yeah, here. <laughs> yeah. We I mean, go. we can try, but it'll be a discussion. It'll be a discussion. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, we love you. Thank you as always for listening, and we will see you next week. Bye. Nate Land is produced by Nate Land Productions and by me, Nate Bargetzi, and my wife, Laura, on the All Things Comedy Network. Recording and editing for the show is done by Genovations Media. Thanks for tuning in. Be sure to catch us next week on the Nate Land Podcast.